You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm Adam, your designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Let us drink till thine asses are drunk. And this is Scott. When if you can, lose if you must, but always drink. Thank you all very much for joining us today. We have a pay-per-view episode. More specifically, we have a WrestleMania episode that we're going over with all of you. But before we jump into all of those, make sure that you head over to whatamaneuver.net. Buy a Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt, hoodie, tank top, onesie so that you and the drunk mark minis can look like a true drunk wrestling historian <laughs> that's what a maneuver.net do it now buy a fucking shirt do it now do we, it do we it. need alcohol yeah. Yeah, do it now gas is expensive <laughs> yeah right i know we're paying like seven bucks well you're paying like seven bucks a gallon for gas yeah fuck man yeah. this yeah, is ridiculous not, i yeah, can't I'm afford glad. to drink and drive so <laughs> so in other words this is a fucking bargain <laughs> exactly. So buy yeah, a right, shirt. Damn it. Right. The price of everything but our shirts has gone up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Not on our shirts. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, I'm sure we all have something good to drink. I'm gonna. This time I'm gonna start with Scott. What do you have to drink? So I'm still out of blackened, unfortunately. I guess I should be going to Bevmo for that. But Sailor Jerry's kind of doing the job. So uh, Sailor Jerry and Coke, it is. Is Sailor Jerry a spice rum or it is it just a regular? Okay, I've, yeah. I've never had it. Yeah, it's better than Captain Morgan. It's just a little, a little more expensive, but I okay. like it better actually than Captain Morgan. I, I only know it because they played uh, the Misfits on the commercial. Oh, I see. I didn't know that was a commercial. Yeah, I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Oh, that was the commercial. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've got Mountain Dew in the bright green bottle because that's what the commentators were having. They Excellent. were, and, and and you could, yeah. those bottles have never been more prominent than they were that day, huh? You could, <laughs> yeah. t- I all, actually, all the, over the fucking place. They're in my notes. Yeah, the Mountain Dew bottles <laughs> are in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest product placement of all time in WWE history. <laughs> Make sure that label's facing forward. Yeah. <laughs> and us, assuming that Eddie has uh, one of the magic drinks from last week, what do you have? Um, I don't have a magic drink from last week, but I do have the beer that we found last week. Which, oh, that's what I meant. Which I but actually yeah. want to get into with you uh, briefly. But um, right this, na- is, this is Bay Area. Might as well. Yeah. Um, right now I'm drinking a white Russian, which uh, I now call the white Ukrainian. Excellent. And um, later on in the show, we'll get into why I'm drinking a white Russian. But since you teased that, um, the whole thing about last weekend, um, big news. Adam went to his first indie show. Scott watched his first AEW pay-per-view in the last week. 
Yeah, big happenings around here. Yeah, right. It was huge. Big week. Huge. So, Adam, let's start with you. I'm going to take over the role of host, uh, designated host, even though I'm drunk, uh, quickly. Um, what did you think of the Hood Slam show? So we went to the, oh, let me get into it. We went to the Hood Slam show. They blocked off an entire block in um, Oakland, did it outside of a brewery. The brewery became the bar for the show. And we went to it, and it was Adam's first time at an indie show. And Hood Slam is more than just an indie show. I mean, it's insane. So what did you think? Uh, if you have claustrophobia, there are moments but if you could get yourself into the right space, then you, you'll be fine. It was – that was fun. It was fucking insane as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could on, – I only remembered a few names, and because of the crowd, I could only see so much. But we were able to find that one good corner spot that was in the brewery, but you, you could, could still see outside. Yeah, you could see the ring fairly well from where we were. Yeah. That one – I know the one you like, that one spot, uh, I think someone was in a fireman's carry, and then the other dude uh, like jumped on that guy's chest to do like, I think a, a, four fi- like a 450 splash, Like maybe? a spinning 450, whatever you call that, yeah. Was, holy shit. A 450 with a twist. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your holy shit moments. Uh, let's see. There was, a, there was a guy named Bartman. Yep, Bartman. And... Bart as in Bay Area Rapid Transit, not Bart Simpson. Right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there was Serial Man, who you loved. Cer- I loved Serial Man. His, Ma- remi- his- reminded me of Curry Man. Right, his head is a box of cereal. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Drug, Drugs Bunny. Drugs Bunny. Yeah, Holy dr- shit, this guy was living to the gift. Yeah, Drugs Bunny, <laughs> during his entrance, he, he came under the rope, ran across to the opposite rope, and fell over it. <laughs> because of the drugs, I guess <laughs> it's the drugs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? That, there was that one match, the African American Intergalactic uh, Title Match. Yeah. It, it was it was a mixed gender match, but holy shit, that woman was able to go. Mm-hmm. She was flying all over the place. She was awesome. Yeah. Um. Let's see. A dude. Uh, dude passed out. In front of us, <laughs> yeah, I tweeted the pictures to him. Yeah, yes, you could, and you can find that picture on uh, on Twitter. Twitter, uh, wrestling underscore drunk. He kicked out though; he was fine. Yeah. What a champion! But, uh, yeah, but yeah, before he got to that spot, his legs were spaghetti. Yeah, they, he was carried to that spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you had a good time. It it was it was cold. But mm-hmm. uh, war- warmed up well. Line was around the fucking block, but and then uh, just yeah, just just a great time there. Yeah, line was long enough that I lost my fucking buzz from the bar that we went to before. Shit. But whatever, it was fun. Yeah. And the fucking wind took away all the posters. Oh yeah, we put yeah. We, we put a giant drunk wrestling history poster a couple blocks away, and <laughs> it was gone by the time we got over there. I think the wind blew it away. Um, but Scott, what did you think of the AEW pay-per-view? I loved it, dude. It was great. Right? I mean, from top to bottom, just super solid card. Yeah. It was amazing. And the MJF and CM Punk, like, what a story. You don't really see storytelling like that anymore mm-hmm. in wrestling, mm-hmm. or at least those long-term meaningful feuds. That was the reverse of everything you've seen over the last few years. It just, great story, great payoff in the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, between Punk getting finally the win over MJF, spoiler alert, 
It was a dog collar match. Those are always really good. Wardlow's yeah. turn at the end with the whole ring spot. I just amazing. And that was pretty much like the cherry on top of an amazing card. I really enjoyed the main event. The tag team title match was really good. Just top to bottom, super solid. Awesome, good. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, and, I really uh, someone, did, yeah. Someone's been telling you for about two and a half years to check out AEW, right? I should have listened to that person. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to... that spot. Fuck I, you, Max. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to name no, it. Or no, eat shit, Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was glad you watched it, and I was jealous because I wanted to watch it, but I didn't, you know, but uh, good. I'm glad you liked it. How is your wrestling boner doing? Uh, you know, it's coming along nicely. Okay. It's coming along nicely. Very good. It's getting a little okay. purple head on it. Yeah, it's 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 working its way up. <laughs> um, one other bit of big news, and someone spoiled it for you, and I want to know who it is. I will not um, divulge their name. Pete Dunne showed up on SmackDown, and he is now named Butch, which I thought was a great, a very appropriate name for him because you're fairly femme. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be his bottom. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not going to say who, who stooged the fucking uh, gimmick off? I will not. And it's hilarious because you had texted me. You're like, dude, stay off social media. Don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Facebook. Like, I want to surprise you on the show with this news. I was like, okay. And then I got a text message from a listener. Ten fucking minutes later. <laughs> like, literally ten minutes later. I was not expecting it to come across in a text. And I right. opened it up and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's okay. called Butch. I didn't like get all of the details, but apparently it's like a gang in New York thing, and he's with Seamus and Ridge Holland. Yeah, which actually, I, that's cool. I like that a lot. I'm really excited for this. But Butch? No, it's a bad name. But um, like, what's wrong with Pete Dunn? That's or a strong just fucking name. They could just call him Pete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's not a good name, but whatever. I think it's gonna be. That's gonna be a cool faction. Um, I mean, you know how much of a uh, Seamus fan I am. And I love Pete Dunn, not the way you do, but um, liar. I, yeah, it's gonna be good. Okay. So yeah. All so right. whoever, so whoever texted Scott about that, if you follow us on uh, wrestling underscore drunk, if you see me tweet a picture of the uh, studio at the Drunker Dome setup, don't text Scott any spoilers after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he was on Twitter. I don't even think he knew we were recording tonight. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you do follow us and you see that. Stop it with the text for the for the rest of the day. <laughs> Dude, he must have texted me like right after it happened too. Because it was literally like five to ten minutes after you had texted me. Yeah, I know, I know. Fuck. And I didn't okay. even go on social media, so I wasn't like trying to spoil it. It just you, you it behaved. happened. You behaved. I did. I was, okay, I was uh, on good behavior, which is weird. Quickly, two things before we get into it, and we're 11 minutes into this, and I promise we're going to get into it in a second. I should, I was, you know, I was going to say at the beginning, if you don't want to hear us babble, skip ahead about 10 minutes. I forgot to say that. Um, we got a really funny review <laughs> on iTunes. Or no, it was on, I'm sorry, it was on YouTube. It was from Eager Reader, um, and it was a comment on the Hogan Lies episode, which is definitely like our biggest episode of all time. He said, I almost died from hilarious laughter. Uh, I, at, I leg dropped him and he became a Hulkster in heaven, brother. <laughs> that was priceless. You got to make that a t-shirt, a soundbite and an NFT because that was one of the funniest <laughs> on the spot comedy I've heard in a while. That was tremendous. <laughs> you guys are tremendous. Great episode. Definitely going to like and subscribe. That was from eager reader. So thanks eager reader. And, um, I'm working on making that into an NFT. An NFT. Oh my yeah, God. Uh, Could you imagine? I it's like Hogan like dropping a ghost. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last thing, really quickly, I've mentioned this before. I just want to mention again, our old episodes are going to start going away. So if you are not caught up on them, catch up on them. And that's it. Adam, let's get started on this. 
That's on Podbeam. YouTube, you're fine. All right. This uh, week's episode takes place in the year of our Lord, 2015, in our backyard. This is a short walk from one of my go-to Mexican joints, Iguana's Burrito Zilla. Ooh. Home of the 5-pound, nice. 18-inch Burrito Zilla. It's a bad motherfucker. And, oh, it's dangerous. It is. And it's also next to Great America. But uh, this is this is at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Aptly named by Eddie and Scott. Welcome to WrestleMania Play Button. <laughs> yeah, that's what we always call it because the well, this was I think this was the first year where they stopped using the number, right? Yes, correct. Because 30, 30, they obviously use it, they 29, did X, 28. They did XXX for yeah. 30. And the ones before yeah. that they did too. New York was 29, right? Yep. I think that, I mean, even if they referred to it like that, the logo said New York, New Jersey, but not a number. But, okay. So. But this one, they were like, oh, nah, it's not WrestleMania. There's no numbers anymore. We're going to put a fucking play button out there. It was like, what? Yeah. A Wi-Fi signal, I would have understood. The play well, that, button was that, a little confusing. Well, that stadium does have Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. Right. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, Plus, it's Silicon Valley. Like, You're thinking something computer, but they're like, nah, fuck it. Just make it a play button. Right. It was weird. It was like, oh, it's WrestleMania real player. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like, okay, so if you start wow. with LL, LL Cool J's intro, which, by the way, killer intro. Really good, good intro. Yep. Like, Ran- kind of random dude for it. Totally. But good. Random, but he... It's like Dark Horse. He he knows his stuff. If he uh, if you assign him uh, to do this, he well, can do. I don't know if he knows his work. I don't know if he knows his stuff, but he can read. He knows his stuff in <laughs> in general. Okay, and but he can read. Like the the metaphors of like yeah, technology has changed, world has changed, but we're all still still together. And then he presses a play button. But you see, it's all figurative because Silicon Valley. Everybody has a fucking device and presses a presses a play button. So that's what we all have in common. It was hot as fuck that day too. See, I forgot it was that hot until Chow recently mm-hmm. told me that because I was bitching about the weather in Orlando for WrestleMania. He's like, dude, it was like eighty degrees in Santa Clara. I was like, the fuck it was. And he went. He um, looked in his farm, farmer's almanac, and it was like seventy-eight <laughs> degrees. Wait, wait a second. What? What, did he have a fucking farmer's almanac from 2015 in his back pocket? Who doesn't? No, no. He went home and looked. But who doesn't have a farmer's almanac, dude? You you mentioned last time I mentioned my farmer's almanac and who has one. I have one. He has one. Like, I don't know why you don't have one. The hell? Listeners, am I I on an island here? Am I the only fucking person that is? Adam, do you have a farmer's almanac? I do not. I probably do. At ease. Wait. I mean, it's just the internet, right? The fuck are you doing with an almanac, dude? You should have, like, WWE Playmate Playboys laying around. Not fucking I have almanacs. Those, I have those, too. I have those, too. The Maria one is on my nightstand. Okay, but you probably finished with the almanac. <laughs> I'm a big fan of weather. <laughs> and tide oh, it was really wet that day. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bad weather. <laughs> oh, oh, baby, look, look at you all, Cyril Stratus. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mississippi, you're so wet. <laughs> Here comes a bomb cyclone. <laughs> oh, fuck. And, anyways, like, 
So technology is the general theme, and uh, it's a teaser for uh, some uh, for an entrance that comes in later. Also, remember when the NHL All Star Game was here? How the logo was an app, and the year was like a notification number. No. Really? I mean, I don't that's remember a- that. Yeah, I mean, that's the general theme. If it's in that, I guess, as of late, if it's in that general area, technology is going to be inundated into the logo. Hmm. So it makes I just, sense. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it's like one of those uh, fun little Easter eggs. But okay. uh, we start off the we start off at least at least from uh, WWE Network's uh, standpoint. Uh, there was no pyro to start the show. No, because it was daylight. And that was yeah, one of the things true. that made this cool because it's mm-hmm. an outdoor. This is the only time they've done this. It was an outdoor arena on the West Coast. So I want to say the show usually starts about five o'clock. Yeah. Four, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Four or five. Four yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, since they went to the four-hour shows, it's, the show started at four o'clock. So it was four o'clock on the West Coast when the show started. So it was full daylight. And yep. that actually, I actually really liked that. I, um, I had in my notes, I love this stadium. It's a great stadium. And I actually thought it was really cool that there was no, um, no lighting or pyro or any of that. Um, not that lighting or pyro is bad, but it just made the WrestleMania unique. It gave it a different look, and it made it stand out from all the other ones. Oh, totally. And it really didn't start to get it kind of like dark until late. the Bray and Undertaker match. Right, right. It which was, was way later in the card. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the opening match is an Intercontinental Championship ladder match. Uh with featuring following competitors, Daniel Bryan, Bad News Barrett, he is the champion entering, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, Luke Harper, R.I.P., R-Truth, and Dean Ambrose. I always forget that Wade Barrett was champion going into this match. I've seen this match a shit ton of times, mm-hmm. and I every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, Barrett's champion going in. I always I forget too. that. Yeah, I forget that too. When he came out, oh man, he was jacked. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a good looked look, really he? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always forget that too because I I remembered he was champion, but I thought it was later when he was Bad News Barrett. Which or no, this is after he was Bad News Barrett. I thought it was no, when he is he was, bad. He's still he is bad, he bad, bad News, News Barrett. Barrett. Okay, I thought it was around WrestleMania thirty. I thought it was about a year before this. You know, maybe like late spring. Um, but yeah, totally. He was great as champion. Um, the first thing I noticed during this was my th- um, third wife is sitting front row on hard camera. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. The one that Carissa gave you permission that, like, if she corpses, that you could go after this one. She encouraged me to marry her if she were to die. Yeah. Right. There's the chick. She's been there at least since WrestleMania 22. She's always in a, a bright green tank top. And she's always front row, ringside, or um, front row, hard camera, center of the ring. And one time we were talking, I forget what it was, we were talking about something, like if you died, I said, well, if you died, I'm going to obviously marry that chick who gets fucking ringside tickets to WrestleMania every year. She's perfect. Right. So if you're listening, chick who sits ringside, you've got a future husband you don't know about yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, assuming yeah. he doesn't, he outlives his, uh, his current wife. Right. I saw her from the bus after WrestleMania 32, the year after this, and for me, that was the biggest pop of the night. I marked that was off the like, hardest uh, for her. When Ross went up to the person that was on his uh, bangable list. Right, right. You're like, just so you know. (laughs) Just so you know. Exactly. (laughs) Um, What a pop for Dean Ambrose, eh? Dude, I always forget how over he was in WWE. And then I'll watch something that he's in and I'm like, fuck, the people loved him. Yeah, they did. They really did. And it was like, he was the guy that, you know, they put Rollins in a feature match against um, Orton and they put Roman in the main event. 
Ambrose is not the guy that the company had designs for. No. But but fucking A, dude, he got the biggest pop out of the three of them. When I think maybe because he started to really pick it up after this. Mm-hmm. Well, he was heavyweight champion by the next year. Right. If not later this year, I can't remember exactly when he won it, but he was champion in 16. And I'm wondering if like these kinds of reactions finally caused the the quote unquote office to really sit up and take notice. Like, hey, the fans really fucking dig this guy. Yeah, you're pro- probably. I mean, I mean, that's generally how it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They were loud for your Ambrose, though. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. So early on, everyone's outside the ring. Harper catches Ziggler and tosses him out, out, out over the rope backwards and then Harper's big ass dives on Launched everyone. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and this is after like four dives to the floor and then Ambrose hits an elbow off of a ladder onto everyone. And then it kind of sl- you know, this is the opening of the match. And then the you know, then and everyone catches the, the breath. Show. Yeah. You know, opening the show. It was like what a way to start a fucking show. You know, boom 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 ladder yeah. j- a ladder jump, you know. Yeah, also kind of moving backwards a little bit. It was cool that WrestleMania Triple X ended with Daniel Bryan holding the two titles up. Yeah, and this WrestleMania kicked off with him coming to the ring. Literally started with him. Yeah, yeah. And like they bookended the Great two WrestleManias. Circle. I thought that was kind of like, neat. It's like Orndorff at one and two, right? Uh, did he curtain jerk at two? I I think he did. I think he did. I, I might have to double check, but I think he did. He wrestled. Uh, was it Morocco? At I two? think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. But I don't remember if he if he curtain jerked or not. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, that's I don't good... remember that happening before that. Um, because you'd have I to figure like a main event guy the very next year curtain jerking. Um, Brock at thirty four and thirty five. Boom! Oh, there you go. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, but I mean, up to this point though, that was after this. Okay, like okay. post or before this, I I don't remember that happening. Uh, besides Orndorff, which I'm not sure happened. It's if, pro- it probably, yeah, it probably it probably didn't. Yeah, I seem to remember that one happening like at the second venue. The second or third venue, I thought. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe I'm fucked up. You might be. A, you, you've had a bit to drink. I have. I had a, a margarita. I had a shot of um, proper 13 or, or proper 12. Oh, God, really? Yeah, uh, bad fucking whiskey, dude. Dude, I don't it's like no it. good. Yeah. Well, what happened was Carissa wanted a shot, and I got a shot glass out for myself, and I meant to pour a shot of tequila into it and just brain fart. I poured the fucking proper 12 into it, and I was like, well, I guess I'm doing it. I'm convinced that's um, Conor McGregor's piss. <laughs> I don't think his piss could taste that bad, dude, to be honest. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, truth is afraid of heights. <laughs> which so Let's put him in a ladder f- match. <laughs> right? So they that's, put him well, that's rule of thumb if something comes out. That's related to a match, yeah. Yeah, it's like how every eight, every uh, '80s heel was afraid of snakes, right? right? Yes. <laughs> um, Barrett goes crazy, starts cleaning the house with the ladder. Brian drop kicks it into him, and uh, Bar- Barrett goes down and slams his hand on the mat like he looked like he was legit hurt, like one of those like, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was always hurt, so he chances was- are pretty good. Yeah, odds are he was hurt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so later on, they're outside the ring. Cody pulls out the um, exo-atmospheric starboard, which a- was his own ladder. A.K.A. sparkly ladder. Do you think that was made with Mod Podge? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's exactly what they used. Right. Now, I, actually, I'd say like dollar store equivalent because those rhinestones were coming off quickly. <laughs> they were. That's true. They were. They were. Yeah, as soon as the ladder took a bump, it started losing rhinestones. It, right. was, losing, it was losing rhinestones like uh, Sonic losing coins. It got injured faster <laughs> than Barrett. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so then we get back into the ring and we get the um, spot with um, Cody taking the suplex off the top of the ladder. From oh, Barrett. man. Yeah. Fucking A. And this is when the Mac match really picks up. You start going through the Even big Barrett fucking... flipped over, went on the ground. That was a lot of momentum. Right. And just kind of right after that, Harper powerbombs Ambrose to the floor through a ladder. And I think that officially eliminated Stardust and Ambrose from and the match. Ambrose. I don't think you saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. The only no, time we, were, the, the only time we saw Ambrose attention. after that was he's on the floor with like the medical team. Yeah. And they were handing him a towel like he was bleeding, but I didn't see any blood, but I just I assume I just couldn't see it because they were handding him a towel. <laughs> his but he was fucking sweating profusely because it was eighty degrees. Well, yeah. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, he lives in Vegas. Nah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um Barrett pulls Ziggler down from the ladder and hits him with a bull hammer. It was the best bull hammer I've ever seen. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then kind of it goes to the finish from there. And it was and um it was Brian and um Ziggler on top, and they start they do the headbutt back and forth spot. That lost me a little bit. Like Oh, you didn't like it? I think they both should have fallen. You'll kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. That should affect but like yeah, Brian like, wasn't known for using a headbutt, right? Yeah. Neither was Ziggler. Uh, right, so you would think both guys not known for their headbutt would just get knocked the fuck out. Okay, I mean the one the one off headbutt that's absolutely fine. I yes. didn't mind the like the punch off, uh, like yeah, exchanging blows back and forth. One hits a headbutt on the other, the other hits a headbutt on the other, but then going to the, like going like that water bird dipping thing. <laughs> like no, that's. That's not necessary. It might have been a couple too many, but I thought it was pretty cool. And right. I, I forget who it was. It might have been Stone Cold. Someone someone on their podcast reviewed the the show that week, you know, like that week after it. And he was saying, like, to do that and make it look good, you have to legit headbutt each other. Fuck. And to me, it looked like they were kind of barely glancing at each other on the side of their heads. But it was someone like that who would know. You know what I mean? And he was like, dude, they were legit headbutting each other. That's the only way you can make that look Those good. Those initial ones, I'd believe that. But yeah, yeah. I'm just and saying it, this would have been more believable if it was junkyard dog up there headbutting somebody, because he had a hard fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because wrestling in the '80s was racist, and all black people and Samoan people had hard heads. And Samoans, you never headbutted them because you'd hurt yourself. Right, right. You couldn't. It was just their their heads were like armored. Right. So this was like the anti '80s thing. <laughs> right. Two white yeah. dudes headbutting each other. I didn't <laughs> buy it for a second. <laughs> um, so Ziggler ends up taking a bump off the ladder. Daniel Bryan wins, and that's his first IC title win, which surprised me. Yes. You know, I've, I'd forgotten about that. Yep. Yeah. Ever seventy thousand doing yes chance with him. That was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think it was. During Ziggler's entrance, King to JBL. Oh, by the way, commentators are King, JBL, and Michael Cole. He says, I know you speak three languages, English, sarcasm, and profanity. <laughs> I, I speak those three languages as well. I, I, <laughs> Fluently. It, Fluently. It was just uh, fun to hear out loud. Uh, two notes from me. First off, Dolph Ziggler had an Elsa braid from Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the braid, but I, I didn't notice. I, I mean, I don't know Elsa. There's nothing wrong with that. No, just let it go. Yeah. And then uh, actually, Payton, money Payton, from Payton, Payton pointed well, that out actually when she was well, watching this on TV. Well, I know what I know what fucking song is going to close this episode out. Thank you. <laughs> We're so blessed. Peyton watched watch this with you. 
Uh, no, no, no. She watched it when it was on TV, when it was actually happening. Because I was oh. at the stadium. She was actually watching it when it was going on. Oh, okay. And, and okay. she told Shannon, she's like, he has an Elsa braid. And, uh, oh, that's also, right. That's right. Shannon wasn't there. Right. And uh, also, Cody saved Dolph from sure injury on one of those dives you talked about earlier when they were all diving at each other outside the ring. Yeah. Cody actually caught Dolph and saved him from fucking breaking his neck, dude. Okay. Which I like thought way, was awesome. That's that's a true professional right there. Like when Brett caught Sean at 12? Right. Yeah. Right. He should have just oh, let yeah. him crash because, you know, he got fucked over. But <laughs> Yeah. Damn it. I should have let him crash and kill should've himself. Should have let him fucking burn. <laughs> there was also I, one spot. I, f- I want to say it was Cody on Brian. Uh, I think he was smashing the ladder on him. Somebody was smashing a ladder on somebody. And then, like, one of those, uh, the arm arm braces in the middle of the ladder came loose. And then that same ladder got thrown at somebody with that arm sticking out. Oh, so, God. Oh, yeah, that yeah. could have so ended wrong. horribly. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, didn't. Knock on wood. The professionals, yeah. Adam. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, that's why. <laughs> Don't try this at them. home. Uh, next match is going to be Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins with Johnson and Johnson security. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the cruiserweight division as security. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this card starting off with a fucking bang. Here's your number two match. Breaking the bad trend. Right. The shit, the, the match that's supposed to be kind of the match no one cares about ends up being Orton and Rollins, which is like. Yeah, two of the Orton Rollins is one of the uh, or Orton's one of the top guys of all time. Yes, and Rollins was like the guy moving up, quickly coming up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love this match, and I'll tell you why. Because it was two guys who were similar size, similar speed, kind of similar moves. Although Orton could do a little bit more high flying stuff, it just seemed like two guys that were evenly matched. You had no, and they were sort of evenly positioned on the card, or yes. you know, in, in the company at this time. You had no fucking idea who was going to win going yeah, into this. I actually have in my notes on paper this should be match of the night, and we'll get into later whether it was the match of the night. But exactly, I thought the same going into it. I thought the same thing, and I was actually when we were there, I was like, really second? I thought it'd be like second to last or third to last. So um, I have a question. Based on the placement of this match and one of its participants possibly being involved in something later in the card. Yes. If that was not planned ahead of time, I'm just wondering if this match would have been put different on the card if they would have gone through with just yeah the way it was supposed uh, um, to go down versus maybe a last minute call. This would have probably been later on the show. I would think so. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking maybe like your women's match goes on second. Well, when we, when we get into the main event, um, we can talk about why yes. that was. Yes. Um, but look, but this, if, total, this might be the best second match of all time. I think it was. So that was in my notes. This was better than um, Aguila. Tonka versus Aguila. Yes. Yes. And we finally beat better, that. This is better than uh, Jimmy Idiot versus uh, BB Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah, the match was fan fucking tastic. Yeah, um, it was. They start out with like the basics: leapfrog, drop down. Rollins shows off by doing a backflip, and then he takes a drop kick to the fucking mouth, which was fucking great. Um, and then right away, Jamie, Jamie Noble and uh, Mercury are a pain in the ass. And yeah. Orton's like, "Well," f-, and Orton's like, "Well, fuck them then. I'll just take them out." And he hits him with a double hand double DDT, DDT, right? Double DDT. And I was like, "That was way cooler than the ref tossing him." 
Yes. Totally. You, know, yep. you, you want to get rid of some guys, fuck them, drop them on their face. Handle it yourself. Yeah. Um, Rollins takes control early on, like not long after that, and he's working uh, Randy Orton over slowly. It's a very Randy Orton match. And he's talking shit the whole time. He's being a fucking dick. And he ends up hitting the ropes. Orton misses a power slam. He goes for that power slam off the ropes. Yes. Um, Rollins hangs onto the ropes. He goes for a curb stomp. And in his effort, he takes a power slam instead, which was hilarious. It was so good, man. That fucking mm-hmm. power slam can go so wrong when you look at how quickly it happens. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, room for error. Power slam or snap suplex? It's like no, a power snap slam. power slam or, almost. Yeah. But I, either way, just great recovery on that. Yeah. Yeah, but that that move is a game of inches, man. You're a few inches it, off. You're putting a dude right on top of his fucking head. Exactly. Right. But you that's how good Randy is. Yeah, he is. Like, if I tried to do that to you, Scott, you would die. Uh, yeah, I would be all Christopher right. Reeves and shit, and be, I'd be done. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, um, oh, fuck. What? D'Lo. No, you'd be like D'Lo. I would be like... Um, no, I'd be like Draws. You'd be I'd like, be like Barry Windham. Oh, uh, I'd be like Barry Windham, the Widowmaker. Oh, fuck. God yeah. damn. I see where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. understand now. I was I almost said Barry Horowitz, the Widowmaker, which, <laughs> which he's anything but. Anything but. Yeah. <laughs> he's the self-congratulator, um, maybe, but not the Widowmaker. Yeah, right. Um, Orton, uh, Orton hits a top rope crossbody, which is old school Orton. Yes. Right? He hadn't done that in a while. You don't see that shit very often. He saves that for the big seat. And that's what made me laugh, too, because this match had a dive. It did, yeah. It did, yeah. But then you got yeah. Orton going top rope, like pulling shit out of his arsenal you haven't seen in a long-ass time. I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I did too. Um, and then uh, Rollins tried to do that Lucha Dragon, uh, Salida Del Sol. Yes. And fucking took an RKO. Yep. For it. And then uh, Orton goes for the punt. Jamie Noble gets back in. He takes an RKO. Then Mercury dives off the top rope at Orton, which is what you don't want to do to Randy Orton. Right. Because he takes an RKO. Yep. And that's one of those ones people talk about the best RKOs, and he just hit one this week on some fucking one. Gable. Uh, Gable. Gable. Gable, yep. And people are like, that's the best RKO. What people forget is that in the match where he hits the best RKO, which we're going to get to at the finish, he also hit maybe the third or fourth best RKO on Mercury. Yeah, that one was good, but let's not discount at 27 against Punk. Was that a springboard? Yes, Punk it was. Springboard? Yeah, that was a good one too. And then you know, obviously the Evan Bourne one. The Evan Bourne, that one's my favorite. I think I like the finish of this match. So um, let's just go right into the finish because we're we're already thirty five minutes into this. And, Shocking! Uh, what we're going over? That's I weird. know. But I told you this one would be long. Yeah, that's um, what she said. So uh, <laughs> um, Rollins misses that flip thing off the top rope. Yep. Randy Orton goes for an RKO. Rollins blocks it and pushes him off. Um, and he turns around, kicks him in the stomach. He goes for a curb stomp, and Randy Orton does the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. With Rollins' foot on the back of his neck, he stands up, projects Rollins into the stratosphere. Yes. (laughs) I've talked to some people who live in Santa Clara. Not the exo-atmospheric? No. I know people who live in Santa Clara, and they told me they could see Randy Orton over the ceiling, uh, the, over the top of the stadium. They weren't at the show, <laughs> but they were standing in their yard, and they could see the top of the stadium, and Rollins flew above the top of the stadium. It was a, <laughs> like a legit 600 feet. 
He became I a monster wondered, in heaven, brother. I'm just wondering, yeah. with, uh, with Great America nearby, did he launch him as high as the drop zone? <laughs> higher, higher. <laughs> higher than that shit. Jesus. And Orton caught, him at, Orton caught him in an RKO. And to me, actually, the best part of that is the way Orton got up and did like the stone cold, I, shaking the head, talking yeah. shit. I, I noted fuck that you, because... You, you could just hear him yelling, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what was a awesome. cocky motherfucker, but it's... I think it's like just condensing those few seconds of not covering him. It's like, yeah, Randy Orton deserves to be that trash talker. You're totally right. Everything yeah. you need to know about Randy Orton was encapsulated in that two seconds. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, like, if, yeah. if, res- if you, like if, resourceful, ring awareness deserves to go, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. If you've never seen him before, you could, you could watch... 10 seconds right there and you could know everything about Randy Orton you need to know. Yep. Um after that it was so that I mean really to me like the shit talking was actually a bigger deal than the um the RKO. The RKO. <laughs> it was the greatest RKO of all time and I wrote in my notes best it's the best finish I've ever seen. Well, the best part was he talked to shit and then he mm-hmm. still pinned him for 3. Like a lot of times a guy yeah. will talk shit and celebrate after a finisher and then he gets a two count on the guy. Right. No, no, no. He celebrated, he talked shit, he pinned him for 3. Game over. Brilliant, brilliant. And I heard um, an interview with Rollins where he was saying like Randy's like he was kind of like Randy's like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but he he has this comfort zone that he likes to work in. And he doesn't really like to do stuff out of that. And he said he was trying to talk Orton into doing that spot, and he didn't want to. And like the day of the show, he was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Nice, yeah, good call. And I, you know, I okay. was going to get into that when you start talking about the greatest of all time. Like Randy Orton is still in the ring, so right. I'm always hesitant to put him super high on my list but by the time he's done we've kind of talked about this like you can look at that guy when he's walking to the ring he knows what the fuck he's doing yeah with every step everything has a purpose you can see it in his eyes the confidence fucking drips from him then he gets in the ring and has an amazing match with one of the best talents on the roster right by the time randy's done i really have a feeling and i know you hate the whole mount rushmore thing eddie but i really think that guy's going to end up on my Mount Rushmore. He is so good. Put the decorate the decorative part of it aside with all the titles he's won. Right. What he does in the ring, yeah, he's from second to, to none, dude. Yeah, like Triple H was kind of like the guy. Yeah. Because he was that same way. Like I think Randy Orton is like a mirror image of Triple H in terms of just that confidence they have going to the ring and in the ring and post-match. Like... They are just that dude, and that's Randy Orton to me. Like he's one of the best ever, and I think he's going to be on my Mount Rushmore when he's done. I think so too. I agree. Um, like you know how I, how I feel about HBK. Yes, but I think yeah, when he retires, I think I'm going to be like who just who was the best at what they did, and it would be probably Orton. Sean's always going to be my favorite. Yeah. And um, this is episode 95. I think when we get to episode 100, which is going to be a two part. I think it's the second part of episode 100. We're going to spend about. 15 minutes blowing Randy Orton. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to flate him. I don't want to flate him too hard during this episode because you're going to hear it again in a few weeks. But yeah, he's, I don't know if he's, I don't think I've ever seen anyone better than him. I've never seen anyone better than him. Maybe I've seen people who are comparable. um, And I don't think I ever will see anyone better than him. That's how good he is. Yeah. So this is like the cupping the balls portion of the filleting Randy Orton that'll happen on this episode (laughs) in episode 100. Right, on um, episode 100, uh, week two, he will finish on all of our faces. Excellent. Uh, But our next match is going to be 
an iconic one. This is Sting versus Triple H. This might be the match I was most excited about. I think everyone was the most excited about it. Well, this be- is a great metaphoric match because it involved all the remaining important pieces of the invasion finally getting their chance to go to war with each other. And by that, I don't mean just Sting and Triple H. I mean everything that wasn't in Invasion, they could finally go. Well, I thought it was great that Sting was kind of that last remaining piece from what was WCW that WWE never got their hands on. And I Mm -hmm. loved it that he finally made his way over to the WWE because you always wanted to have those dream matches, right? And granted, we didn't get all of them. But I thought this was a great way to tell that story of WWE versus WCW. Like this was really like the Monday Night Ro- Monday Night Wars in a nutshell. And I don't know that Triple H necessarily would have been the guy from the Attitude Era I would have put Sting up against. But I mean, he's definitely within a short list of like three guys. Well, it would have been Taker, right? Uh, Taker. Look, the Rock for the first. Well, guys, guys who were regular full-time, or not, well, Taker wasn't full-time, but regular guys who you knew you could get for WrestleMania. Well, Rock was only, what, two years removed from his last match. Right. So, like, there's a handful of guys from the Attitude Era that really defined WWE during that era, right? You had Foley, you had Triple okay. H, you had The Undertaker, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had The Rock. WCW yeah. would have been represented by, like, Hogan, Hall, Nash, Sting, what, The Giant? DDP. DDP, yeah, Savage. DDP, um, Booker, Va- Van Hammer, <laughs> Firebreaker, Chip, Chip, Chip was long gone. Um, You're being ridiculous. Yeah, Glacier. Um, <laughs> God damn it! I, I, I was just trying to help you cool off uh, from this. Uh, how hot this WrestleMania was. Uh, Char- Charlie Br- Charlie Brown from out of town. <laughs> All right, Norman Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> You're being ridiculous. Yeah. Shawn Michaels wife. <laughs> but really when it comes down to it like yes, Eddie, you're right. You look at the list of guys, okay, who can still go in 2015? Like the Monday Night Wars ended in 2001 when Vince bought WCW. Mm-hmm. Who's left? Like what are the pieces left that we can pick up and actually have a decent match? And right. at the end of the day, that was Sting and Triple H. I was super excited about this. I was a Sting fan since 87. Seeing him finally go and I've always been a WWF kid. So seeing Sting finally show up, I've been wanting it for years. It finally happened in 15. And to me, this was definitely a dream match. This is one that I had always wanted to see. But based on, I'm not even going to say based on where Triple H was in 2015, because he still had some good years left. I'm going to say more so based on what Sting had in 2015. This match had a lot of bells and whistles. And going back and watching it, it needed it. it exactly. It's all bells and whistles. It, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you get you get enough from the two guys, and we'll get into the bells and whistles, but it really needed it, dude. You needed that dressing on here, and when you really have, like, the epitome of the Monday Night Wars, of course you had to have those bells and whistles involved. It told an amazing story. Going back and watching it, I enjoyed it as much as I did when I was there live. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah nothing fancy happened in it uh, besides no, the entrances. not at all. The entrances, entrances were really cool. Um, Sting, I thought I thought it was weird that Sting came into the ring first, and I'd forgotten yes. about that. And he kind of did, I guess, like a big trouble in Little China. Fucking yeah, it was like a entrance. Kabuki themed. 
entrance. Yeah, it was like a weird, like, um, yeah, Asian thing. And I was like, I don't know if this is because um, Brandon were, Lee, you know, because the the crow cause was Brandon Lee, and Brandon Lee's from Oakland. Um, <laughs> I, I was confused because yeah, yeah, you had like the whole drum thing on stage and. It was very Japanese-themed. Or it if was, it was like good, th- but it's like, did it fit? Is yeah, what they, you're saying? And they sort of I thought made, it was good. They sort but. of made WrestleMania like the WrestleMania San Francisco, kind of. It was unofficially San Francisco. Yeah. Um, which, oh, we, yeah. which we get into in Triple H's match, and I was like, is it because of Chinatown? Because that's like a really famous neighborhood in Chinatown. Uh, the entrance really threw me off. It was cool. I just didn't really understand it. Well, and the weird part was you never saw WCW do something like that for Sting, at least to my knowledge. I never saw Sting have a Japanese-themed entrance. Yeah. I so think I was it was Chinese. I didn't think it was Japanese, it. but whatever. Yeah. Wait, okay, um, yeah, what, whatever. It, it it was confusing. I didn't yeah. understand why they did it, but like Adam said, it was still cool. It was cool. Yeah, yeah I liked it with the drums and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, then Triple H, they show the, um, that's when uh, the San Francisco thing, we get like a video package of Triple H, and they show shots of San Francisco, and I'm like, dude, we're like 40 miles from San Francisco. It, yeah. Um, but, whatever. but to the rest of the world that's never been here before. They just think, yeah, they're right. Too, they, they're right. too cap. Yeah, you're two counties over. Yeah, R- right, right. But, yeah, but if, then, if you never. Yeah, but it, then it's again, just like giants and jets playing a different state. Yes. Right. So yeah. lay yeah. off. Yeah. It was a weird. It was a cool video. I marked out hard because you know how much I love San Francisco, but it was weird. And then, but of course, well, you love go- San Francisco and Arnold. The Governator, because Terminator Genesis is uh, coming out. Right, and so you hear they Arnold. Use the Governator. Yeah. Yeah, he and then you hear Arnold say, "I've been waiting for you." Yeah, and we, and you and I, Scott, went to see Arnold go in the Hall of Fame the night before. Yes, we did. Well, we went to see Macho Man, but Arnold was inducted. Happened to be there. Yes, yeah. and we sat behind the guys that had the huge sheet that said "Get to the Chopper" on it. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That, that was, was cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the Triple H entrance compared to his other ones? Yeah, I don't know the whole Terminator thing, and it was kind of cheesy, right? It was very cheesy. His whole gear was just weird. Like I really dug the Conan entrance at twenty-two. Yeah, and that was obviously an ode to Arnold. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the Terminator thing really fit with Triple H. Right. It was kind of you don't picture a you don't picture a Terminator with a sledgehammer. Right, yeah, and then he had like all of the robot shit on him, and they actually made an action figure of it. And oh, they I'm did? not, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the action figure because it was almost as cheesy looking as his actual shit that he wore okay. down to the ring. And I was like, eh. Did the he arms a- just looked weird because yes. they were extending away from his actual arms? Did he have a little bit of spray paint on his chest like he did here? <laughs> I don't know. I never like, opened you it. See, you can see that they had. <laughs> You can see that they sprayed the fucking Terminator yes. suit right before he came to the ring because he takes it off. He does like the entrance where he goes up on a platform. He loses the shit and he's got spray paint on his tits. Yeah, over his peck. Yeah, he had like the spray paint on there. It's like silver on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sugar tits. Yeah. <laughs> he's dripping great. in chrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they get in the ring and they do a stare down and we get a, this is awesome chant. And yeah. I was chanting, this is awesome when we were there. Like this and it was, was fucking it awesome. It was a fucking moment, dude. Like it's not very often you're part of something that historic. Yeah. And you could feel it when it was happening. You're like, this is a big fucking deal. And I'm here. This is amazing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, to start the match, it's just Sting hits a uh, shoulder tackle. H gets up and they do a stare down. And then Triple H, I think, does the same thing and they stare down. And then they go into like a really, like a, the basics, right? Sting uh, does a drop down, hip toss, drop kick. The place goes fucking bonkers. Yeah, you still got it. Right. You still, and then they go straight into a you still got a chance. So it was kind of weird. It was like, it was weird, but it was kind of cool. Like these guys, it seemed like two like wrestling students getting in the ring doing like the basic, basic stuff. So I have a theory on why that happened. Go ahead. Sting was nervous. Oh, okay. So, so he wanted to go. What better way to get comfortable than just going back to basics, starting off easy, right? Stare down, basic holds, get the crowd involved. Now you're pumped. And then you could see Sting. I think he was a little bit tight at first. After that, he really loosened up. Like just looking at him, he looked nervous to me when the match started. Okay. And I think that's now, why they went into the basic stuff. I don't know if they had that planned or if Triple H called it. Like, right. let's just take it easy. Like, let's do the easy stuff. There's no rush here. Just, you know, let's get I comfortable. Can, and then it's Sting really loosened up. I can see him calling that because I'm sure Triple H was n- wasn't nervous, you know? Fuck no. This How many WrestleManias up to this point? This is Sting's first. Fuck. Triple H has been in like 15 or something at this point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Sting's at his first WrestleMania against, you know, arguably one of the biggest names WWE's ever had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Sting was nervous and they just took it back to basics to get him comfortable and then he really took off. I think you're, yeah, that makes, I think you're right. That might be, you might be right. That makes, it makes perfect sense. Um, Triple H takes control with a punch over the ref in the corner. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Good heel but, move. But he can't really get any momentum because Sting keeps countering everything he does, which I thought was a pretty cool way to start this match off, you know? Yeah. Like they're kind of evenly matched. Triple H is obviously the bigger guy and the guy who's been in the ring more recently, but Sting's so damn good. Yeah. Yep, and not even his heel shit's working against him. That was a really good story to tell. Yeah, yeah, Which totally. awesome. But I right. think it was right to make him look like the aggressor in the start of the match. For Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, if he started off as the bitch in the match, then maybe it wouldn't <laughs> have bitch. been... Pe- okay, <laughs> I shouldn't say that to the icon. But, <laughs> but yeah, if he started off weak and then had to work his way out of it, it just would have the outcome would have really felt different or yeah. the, the story would have felt different. Yeah. Um, Sting is eventually taking over when he hits a, uh, uh, no, he missed, I'm sorry. He misses the stinger splash on the barricade and he gets fucked up. Dude, he's got a big mark yep. on his side. Yep. And Triple H previous to that had taken the uh, flare bump over the top rope to the floor. Yep. And he's got a big mark on his fucking hip. So these guys are actually beating each other up. You know, well, they're taking some serious shots. You and I just had this conversation about bruises, right? Right. You could totally see it on both guys. Like they took a nasty bump and immediately bruised up and it looked gnarly as fuck. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that because I just watched this. Then I fucked my knee up, sent you a picture of the bruise. And you're like, yeah, dude, when you get old. Yes. The bruises are worse. Yes. Way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They get back in the ring. Sting catches Triple H in a Scorpion Deathlock. And here comes DX. (laughs) And here we go with the bells and whistles. And the bells. That's This is the bell. Right? (laughs) Yes. The the whistle's coming in a minute. Um, (laughs) Dude, how crazy did that place go? Dude. Amazing. Like, right. as soon as that music hit, that crowd fucking pop. You, you thought Dean Ambrose got a big pop earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You'd think LOD fucking rose from the dead and came back to the ring, dude. Like, it was loud. Yeah, so it was X-Pac and um, the, uh, what the fuck? X-Pac, uh, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. Yep. Yeah. And the Outlaws, yep. Right, and they come in. Sting takes their asses right out. Yeah, he took them right out. 
Yeah, and then he backdrops Tripways to the floor and he hits splash on all of them, which yep. was fucking awesome. Off the top, off the uh, top turnbuckle. Yep. And he gets back in. Um, Triple H hits a pedigree, two count. He gets the hammer, and here comes the NWO. Yes. And the NWO are in no hurry to get to that ring. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Jeff Hardy saving Matt Hardy on AEW. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, and I, was like, I was like, dude, Triple H could have pinned Sting like ten times. <laughs> I don't think that the NWO was necessarily stalling. I right. just think that's their natural speed. Well, they're old. They're old. Exactly. They fast. <laughs> exactly. And we're we're old men calling them old, so that's telling you something. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that was just cool. How they had the whole like the face off between the three DX guys and the three NWO guys. I, mm-hmm. I loved that. I mean, it was just literally like you're watching the Monday Night Wars, literally going head to head. Granted, it's yeah, pl- you know 16 years later, whatever, but still. Right. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. I loved it. I did too. Um, yeah, they come down, take out DX. Um, Sting does a uh, the stinger drop thing, gets a two yes. count. Uh, yep, Scorpion death drop. Yeah, Scorp- Scorpion death drop. Yeah, um, he goes into another uh, Scorpion death lock. It was looking bad. It was looking bad. Yeah, like he was kind of barely holding onto it, and I don't know why. It, like, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't... It was squatting, right? Because he had already had Triple H in one. Yeah. So it's like doing squats, right? And you have to hold that position. Like, you can't lean back into the guy because you're going to break his back. Right. So, I, I honestly think just, like, Sting's legs got tired. He might have been tired. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, because you noticed he put his hand back and kind of supported himself on um, on Triple H. Why Why is your screen on pause? Is someone texting you? Uh, Shannon's calling me. Oh, fuck. You're oh. upstairs, dude. She has to call you? No, she's at Peyton's comp, dude. Oh, I thought she was in the same... Okay, I thought she was home. No, she's out of town. Okay. Um... Yeah, uh, X-Pac takes out Hogan because Hogan couldn't cut the mustard. <laughs> Taken out by X-Pac. Yeah, and then Hall takes a swing at X-Pac, and I swear, um, or I mean, I'm sorry, um, Nash, and I swear Nash fucked his leg up. Did you <laughs> notice that? he immediately clutched his quad? Right, he started limping and shit, and I was like, dude, he threw a punch and broke his leg. <laughs> and then you get a, like, not a double down, but a everyone down outside the ring, I guess. Yes. And so the uh, the death lock is still on, and out of nowhere you get HBK with the super kick to Sting, which on TV you couldn't see the setup. We were there and we saw him run through the crowd. Yes. So we kind of popped before everyone else. And if you go back and watch it, you guys on Peacock, you'll see the crowd kind of gets uh, excited before it happens. Right. They can and because we're seeing HBK running out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so after that, Triple H gets his sledgehammer. Sting gets a baseball bat, and they do a sword fight. Not the way you and I sword fight, Scott. Right. It wasn't head to head. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was no docking. Right. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> Sting Sting breaks the sledgehammer, and um, how did it finish? I forget how the match finished. Uh, I actually... Sting went for a splash in the corner. Okay. Uh, he missed. H uses the head of the sledgehammer. Yeah, he used the other half with the head That's on it right. to, to club sting. One, two, three, game over. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was actually waiting for Goldberg to come out, to be quite honest. Because when oh, HBK God. came out, I was like, okay, there has to be one more person from WCW to come out and try to even the score, right? And I, I thought for sure we were going to hear Goldberg's. In fact, I think I leaned over to you and I'm like, dude, Goldberg's going to fucking come out. I would have rather Norman Smiley come out. 
<laughs> or Mang. Fucking Medusa. Yeah, Medusa. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bischoff. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Russo. <laughs> All right, let's not get carried away. Yeah, but what a match, dude! And it it's was. like you said, it's it's all bells and whistles. Um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but it was a fucking fantastic match. I love this match. It was, it was. so cool. And the show so of respect cool. at the end, I think, was exactly what everybody wanted the to great, see. Like great full circle. It really You're was. Right. Nobody wanted to see the heel walk away with the smug look on his face. You mm-hmm. wanted to see that show of respect at the end. It's like that nice bow. On what was the war, right? It was, but I didn't think it made sense on Sting's part because he got hit in the face with a sledgehammer and he shook Triple H's hand. But it was a no DQ match. <laughs> yeah, oh, I meant to mention that. Was this not advertised as a no DQ match? I don't I think that it like, was. But then yeah, they started talking like Michael Cole mentioned like, it during the, the way, match. The way I it think, got introduced, it was like you can only win by pinfall or submission. But I think it's they always, announced that that yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they started booking the match over the weekend. And they were like, well, shit, NWO and Hogan are here and fucking DX. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 They so made, make it an OTQ. Quick, made it a quick might as well. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Two really quick things I want to point out. Uh, Go ahead. In the, in the video package, uh, Stephanie is insulting Sting for being in WCW. Uh, like, you were insignificant when you were in WCW. Is she forgetting that she was part of the Alliance? Um, yes. Yeah. That was well, just me. she wasn't in WCW. She owned WCW. But still, she aligned with them. Uh, and then also when um, when NWO came out, X Pac is all gesturing. I don't know what's what's happening. I I thought it meant like whose side should I be on? Whose ass should I be kicking right now? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, so after that... After Adam, that, I have one note. Uh, let me know if this is enough. Maria Menuno sucks. That is all. Thank you. Yeah, Carissa's favorite um, TV personality, Maria Menounos, is backstage with Daniel Bryan. Who shit her pants him. at WrestleMania 27, by the way. She shit her pants uh, three, uh, four years previous to this. Yeah, she made a Tessa in the ring. Yes, yes, right? It was, yeah, it was like... I mean, if you're into German porn, you'll like that match. Go yeah. back and check it out. Um, yeah, our listeners in Germany, go back and check that out. <laughs> um, so she's back there with Daniel Bryan. He's like, yeah, I'm so happy I won the IC title. Um, Patterson comes out, who was the first IC champ, who actually came out before the show, which was really cool because Patterson's a Bay Area legend. Um, you know, any, If you know anyone in the Bay Area who liked wrestling before WWE, all they mentioned is uh, Stevens and Patterson. Yep. Um, so that was really cool. Piper shows up, Flair, Brett, Jimmy Ste- uh, <laughs> Steamboat shows up, uh, Ricky Steamboat, I'm sorry. Um, Steamboat shows up in his in his full gimmick. What yeah, the fuck? like he's ready to go to the ring. Yeah, like he's going to go do a kung fu on someone. <laughs> he's going to go do a kung fu. He's going to challenge like, Brian to a match. Just yeah, like, he's about to be doing some kung fu fighting. <laughs> it's like Charlotte dressed up in her ring gear at TakeOver and she doesn't have a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or every uh SmackDown diva in the two thousands. Oh yeah. Get who were ready in a ring gear backstage and you never saw him in the ring. Right. That's what Ricky Steve was doing. It was weird. <laughs> um and then Ron Simmons shows up and yells damn for no reason at all. Uh, yeah. She's like, You're not a former IC champion. Cue the damn. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Flair chop fucking steamboat too. I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. For no good reason. He's going into business for himself. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yelling woo and shit. It's supposed to be Dude, yes. he probably was, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, Will Flair had probably been downtown at the Brit having a drink before exactly. the show. Exactly. Down with yeah. some onion rings. Which, speaking of being at the Brit having a drink before the show, um, let's get into the musical act. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, the- I'm actually more disappointed us for not coming up with this first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should have thought of this, but it yes. was fucking brilliant. So, you guys, um, the night before WrestleMania, so Scott and I went to the Hall of Fame. Everyone else, so that's downtown San Jose, about 10 minutes from the stadium. Scott and I went to the show. Everyone else met us at this pub called, um, it used to be called Britannia Arms. It's called the Brit now. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know when they changed their name. It doesn't matter. I believe Owen Nolan owns that establishment. Owen Nolan, the great uh, um, shark star of the sharks and the um, Maple Leafs. Yeah, mostly the Sharks. So we got to the bar, and this was the show. What did they actually say in the song? Do you know what the actual lyric is? Is it Getting Crunk? Is, it, is that what it is? That makes sense. I, I, dude, I, honestly, I don't even know. Okay, so we're out back on the patio at the bar, and there was this one table, about 15 people from England, and they were all singing, getting, getting, getting drunk, getting, getting, getting <laughs> drunk. And exactly, we were like, why didn't we think of that? Yes, I was so pissed off at us, but then I was like, yeah. ah, fuck it, we're going to sing along. Yeah, exactly. And every, and yeah, and we sang that the rest of the fucking weekend. Dude, we and still every, sing it today. We're seven totally. years later. We still sing that shit. All the time. Yeah. And dude, like shout out to our uh, British listeners. You guys show up WrestleMania weekend and fucking run the place. And you guys are always the biggest party of the whole weekend. Like, especially with the damn, um, you know, like the soccer songs. Like they show up and sing the songs at soccer. Yes. They show up at WrestleMania on the Raw the night after. And they fucking, dude, that place is fucking lit because of them. Yeah, they bring the team spirit. That's for damn they sure. Re- they really do. And then we went over there. We had a drink with them. And the, <laughs> the one, <laughs> some, some fucking clown started chanting USA at them. And I was like, why are you fucking with them? Like, they're, like, they're British. They're friends. And then the whole fucking crew started singing God Save the Queen. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they bring um, that team spirit. You got to love it, dude. They fucking turn it up. Totally, totally. So it's that dumb Travis Barker song with the chick. Um, chick has a good voice, though. I like her. Oh, uh, she totally I, does, yeah. Yeah, Skylar Gray, which I was like, that sounds like a porn name. It does. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the better WrestleMania songs. I didn't hate it. Um, I fast-forwarded it. I didn't, but I think I, like, I don't know, like, got got him walked around, you know. Got, well, you watched it for the listeners. Exactly. I did, I, right, I I care about our listeners. I fast forward nothing. Yeah, and they just don't buy shirts. So all these sacrifices. That's that's how much they care about us. I guess so. I (laughs) guess so. Change this trend, listeners. And after that, we get into the next match. Adam? This would be a tag team divas match. Paige and AJ Lee versus the Bellas, of which includes Nikki, the divas champion, not putting her title on the line. This match was better than I remember it being, and I've got to say that right off the bat. When I watched it live, I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate the Bellas. I don't want mm-hmm. anything to do with this match. I'm just going to go take a shit. And, and it was a... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and watching it back, the match really wasn't that bad at all. It was a situation where it was bad placement, right? Because it was after the Sting Triple H match and yes. after a song yes. where like people get up and walk around, go get something to eat, take a piss, get a beer, whatever. Yeah, so people haven't even made it back to their seats. Re-cheese your right, nachos. So you, Re-cheese, yeah, so you yes. sort of like mentally you're on a break. And you kind of come back and you're like, oh, whatever, these four, you know, uh, I don't care. 
and you might come back and like talk to the dude you're sitting with and barely pay attention. But it was a good match. It was. Um, I love the beginning because Paige and AJ hug each other when get, they get into the ring, and AJ rubs Paige's ass, and I was like, lucky. Oh, you finished that too? <laughs> no, I didn't do. I'm not, I'm not getting that fucking carried away. Oh, edit that I, out. Well, I was watching this at work in my truck, so that that would be uh, inappropriate. Oh, why? You had other people in there with you? <laughs> no, but I was like parked downtown, you know. Oh, like, all right. Um, but I like this match a lot. Um, I thought the deal with there was they did the deal where AJ got kept getting knocked off the apron while Paige is in the ring, and, like knocked out. Right, she'd fall off and she'd be out for like three minutes. Um, did this remind you? This reminded me of the Rockers versus um, Hercules and Paul Roma, whatever they oh, were called. Oh yes, good call. Right? Yes. It wasn't so watching it back because I haven't seen the show in a few years. I was like, was AJ hurt? Because I couldn't remember if she ever actually got in. No, I think I they like, were more showcasing Paige because this was apparently. I guess this was AJ's last match. It was AJ's last match. She uh, no, no, she wrestled the next night on Raw. Oh, That's she did. When she, came, she came to the ring in a Bailey shirt. I remember that. Okay. Um, and then I think they announced later that week she had retired. Okay. But yeah, they definitely showcased Paige. Um, Brie hit a fucking uh, missile dropkick a la Daniel Bryan, which was really cool. Um, and then Paige uh, kicks out of a rack attack. Basically, they cut the ring off. They took um, AJ out of the match, worked over Paige the whole time. They should have yelled at Cole what they were doing. We're cutting the ring in half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm effectively cutting the ring in half. <laughs> <laughs> they were the heels fuck it yeah right um i think it was aj got into an electric chair by nikki it spun out spun out of it and hit a ddt yeah do i have the right to okay is that um, is that what it's called to dr- like drive your drive your knees into their back while pulling on their head or their neck no that's a backstabber yeah like carlitos no. finish yeah or like sasha does or sasha yeah to set up the uh, bank statement? No. Uh, okay. Then never mind. Uh, I'm thinking of a different one. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the match devolves. It gets crazy until AJ gets a Black Widow on Nikki. Nikki taps. And I really love this match. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I thought it was too short. Was the, My only issue with it was six, like six and a half minutes. Given its placement, I think that's kind of what it had to be. Because I'm yeah. sure they were trying to shave time because I'm sure other segments went longer than they should have. Right. So I think that they were shaving time a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it was effective in what it did. Now, right. w- correct me if I'm wrong. It was common knowledge that Paige was winding, or not Paige, uh, AJ Lee was winding down, right? I didn't know that at the time. CM Punk had left. Yeah. Had been well, gone for a okay. while, actually. Okay, there, were, there was speculation that she was going to leave. Yes. But... We didn't actually know that. And she'd been there over a year since he had left. Because he, right. he left, he left, if I remember right, the day after the Rumble, 2014. In, in 2014, yeah. So she now, at this point, is like 14 months past him? Yeah, almost a year and a half. So, yeah, but I, I believe word on the street was she was winding down, like she was going to be leaving. So I, right. by all, I honestly expected AJ to be taking the pin in this match. That would have made sense. It's not very often you get to go out on top. Right, right. Especially at yeah. fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, but I think she came and said to them, I'm, I'm retiring. They're not like the next day. Or maybe Monday after Raw. Was just done. Yeah. But I seem to remember going into this match, I was like, AJ's leaving. She's going to eat the pin. Well, you're, you could see the future, apparently. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, I thought it was not common knowledge, but like those of us that read, like, the, the dirt sheets or whatever. 
Right. Like we kind of knew. And I thought I had talked to you and Jeff about this during the show. Like AJ's kind of done. Like I'm not going to be surprised if she takes the pin in this match. Well, I definitely thought that maybe six months before this. But at this point, I was like, I guess she's not leaving. You know what I mean? Because it had been so long since Punk had left. Yeah. I was actually more surprised they put on a WrestleMania match. Yeah, that was actually surprising because we had basically no women's matches for shit. Um, I want to say Melina wrestled Mickey at 23, and that was the last time there'd been like a non-Battle Royal type women's match. Well, also, I think this was one of the last marquee women's matches at WrestleMania that didn't really mean too much. Because everything since 2015 has been a big fucking deal. Right, because the women's revolution started like... The next June year or July. Summer. Yeah, that summer. Yeah. Well, the right. next year we had that triple threat at WrestleMania. Right, yep. right, right. Yeah. And that was amazing. But yeah, the revolution was already underway. Like we were talking, and I think there was a Sasha's Ratchet chant that broke out during the show. I didn't chant that. I know. Well, you said, no, she's not. Uh, that's right. I did chant, no, she's not. Yeah, you had your booze back. Because, yes. Yeah, right. The first time she heard that chant, she thought they were chanting Sasha's rat shit. <laughs> and she was like, fuck. She like, she, she, I heard an interview where she said that. And she was like, dude, I felt bad. I was like, fuck, dude, did they hate me that much? <laughs> <laughs> These fans are assholes. Yeah. Like, Damn. Well, we are, but we wouldn't tell you that you're rat shit. <laughs> yeah. That's not creative. Re- <laughs> really quick comedy spot. King says, they're twins. They know what the other is thinking. JBL. They've been twins most of their lives. Hmm. Most? Hmm. Just want, a, I'm just wondering when they took a break. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird joke. Also, also, um, since we're speaking of twins, there are a lot of other twin videos I like to watch, but uh, I won't tell you what websites those are on. Well, are you talking to uh, DeVito and Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one, too. Yeah, I enjoy that one also. Yeah, if, yeah. If Danny DeVito doesn't show up when WrestleMania goes to Lincoln Financial Field, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Then you got the Hall of Famers pre- presentation. That was cool. I like the video package. I always like the Hall of Fame video package. Um, I felt bad for Zabisco because Zabisco didn't even know where he was. Right. Um, two days in a row, poor guy. Two days in a row. Um, the Bushwhackers were fan-fucking-tastic. One of the best Hall of Fame speeches. Probably the best Hall of Fame speech of all time. They were definitely the highlight of that Hall of Fame, dude. Yeah, and yeah they totally, were great. Like they kill, I wasn't expecting anything from them. Right. And they fucking they ca- killed it. They destroyed. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, overall, the entire show sucked. <laughs> that was the year they moved it to four hours. It was like four hours of people talking. Yes. And an hour and a half of it was fucking Zabisco. Yeah, that guy just, oh, um, I'm just going to wing it. And yeah, and that's the last time I th- I heard that he lost his notes. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Um, and that was the last time I went to the Hall of Fame, and it's probably the last time I will ever go to the Hall of Fame until they put in Sasha or fucking events, I guess. Did I ever tell you the story about almost asking Larry or, t- or Tony to Khan take- after he buys the company? What? Which is shit. Will you stop? <laughs> go ahead. Did I ever tell you the story about how I almost asked Larry Zabisco to take a picture of me and Kevin Owens? (laughs) (laughs) No, but please do. This is not a joke, dude. So we just did that PWG episode where we talked about that wrestle reunion. Okay. The wrestle reunion the year before that, Kevin Steen was at. (laughs) Fucking, oh my God, dude. I finally get to meet him, right? It's like a big deal. Like I'm meeting Kevin Steen for the first time. Right. And we had been emailing because he had sent a shirt over that was too small. He had sent the wrong size. 
And he's like, you're going to be at Wrestle Reunion. Come see me. I'll have the correct size for you. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like, I get to meet him and take a picture with him and get a shirt. Mark. So I find, I know, totally. Dude, I was bad, too. So we're out in, like, kind of the lobby area. And I see him. And I was like, Kevin Steen. And he sees me and Jeff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I owe you guys a shirt. And I was like, before we do, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I've got my phone out. And I'm frantically looking around for somebody to take the picture. Here comes this dude in a Hawaiian shirt, like, flip-flop, shorts. I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask this guy. Dude, Kevin Steen is like... Um, I wouldn't ask Larry Zabisco to take our picture. And I look at the guy's face and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Larry Zabisco. Oh, dude, that would have been great. If he hadn't told me, don't ask this guy, dude, I would have fucking asked him to take our picture. Like, fucking me. I don't even have fully posable or drug How wrestling history yet. I'm big timing Larry Zabisco. <laughs> hey, dude, can you take my picture with this famous wrestler? <laughs> Thanks, Triple H. (laughs) Dude, I was so fucking embarrassed. Like, that was my first impression with Kevin Steen. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I can't believe I've never heard that story before. That's better than uh, Jeff nearly banging Maurice. That's better than Larry Zbysko's Hall of Fame speech. Oh, way better than Larry (laughs) (laughs) Zbysko. Yeah, I didn't hear any ums or anything like that. That's sorry. I don't even have notes for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they come to the uh, come out to the stage, the only note I have for the whole thing when they bring them all out is Arnold's phone was in his pocket. <laughs> you could see it. I'm sure he had it on silent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just in case he's got to take a call from uh, <laughs> right. you know the, from the, uh, the the housekeeper. If, <laughs> he's if a very had, busy person. He has to <laughs> get a quick notification to get to the chopper. Yeah, John <laughs> Connor might call. Yeah, right. <laughs> The next match is for the United States Championship. John Cena versus the champion Rusev with Lana. My first note on this is the fucking tank. Right? And I mean that in more ways than one. Yeah, right, because you claimed that Rusev banged Lana in the tank. And I hope you're right. I don't think that that's me claiming. I believe Rusev confirmed that. Did he? I, I believe Rusev confirmed that. And I'm sure some of our listeners will reach out. But, dude, I'm almost positive Rusev definitely banged Lana in that tank. Rusev, hit us up at wrestling underscore drunk and let us know if that's true because I love that. That's the funniest thing. or the I'm not even sure if it's funny. It's just fucking awesome to bang, to bang your wife in a tank. How many chances are you going to have to do that? I've only banged my wife in the hot tub. Well, see? See? If yeah. you had a WWE yeah. contract, you could fuck in a tank. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bang Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Bang Bus. Those guys with Bang Bus think they're a big deal. <laughs> yeah. If um, any of you interest- assholes buy that domain name, you know that you stole it from us. It's on record. <laughs> bang Tank. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start that website. We just got to acquire a tank. <laughs> I can just picture the shirts. Some dude with his dick stuck in the fucking cannon of the tank. <laughs> or in the treads. No, no, no. <laughs> No, the best Jesus. tank we could get is the TCB one. <laughs> uh, Scott, how drunk are you, dude? I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of the greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time. I love the tank. I loved the like Russian dudes. Lana looked fucking fantastic. With oh, the dude, white. Yeah. She's she's in all white, like the white, you know, um, the uh, Brigitte Nielsen and Rocky Four suit. It, it's it kind of hard. You're right. Yes. That perfect lighting where it's it's still daylight, but it's, it's daylight. dark enough so you could use the lights and all the colors are popping. It's really good visual. 
Yeah, and this is when Rusev's doing the Russian gimmick, um, which is why I was drinking a white Russian earlier. Um, and I looked, so I had to look up the timeline because I was like, man, did they stop the Russian gimmick when Russia fucking flipped out? But no, they didn't. They started the Russia gimmick after Russia flipped out. Um, Russia invaded Crimea, like, so to go into drunk uh, geopolitical uh, history, uh, Russia invaded Crimea in February 19 or 2014. Rusev started doing that gimmick in like May of 2014. He was doing it all the way into the following year at WrestleMania, and he dropped it like a month or two after this. So while Russia's fucking terrorizing that part of Europe, here comes Vince was like, oh, cool, brother. You know? 84 like, is back, brother. Yeah, that's good shit, pal. Let's make him Russian. Is Corporal <laughs> Kirshner still alive? Yeah. Yeah, and he's got the gold star, and they're doing. They, there was that one part part where they put like Putin up on the fucking Titan Tron, and he's doing the whole thing. He's in the Russian fucking colors, like um, like uh, who's the chicken AEW? Um, Layla, Layla Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah, Layla Hirsch. Yeah, Ru- Rusev's dressed like Layla Hirsch. It was fucking fantastic, and he's got the tank, and I, I loved every bit of it. And then John Cena gets nothing. Nothing. He gets a video he package. Shit. He got a boring fucking video. Yep. Yeah, and the only thing interesting about the video at all was that Vince let Obama be in the video. <laughs> Shocking, actually. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, oh. Hmm. Um, I was surprised there were no Blue Angels over the uh, stadium at that point during that entrance. And I was yeah, glad there good weren't. Point. I was glad there weren't because I hate when they fucking do it because it scares the shit out of me every time. Yeah, you don't see it coming. And all of a sudden, it's just like sonic boom. Gary, what the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. It's like Guile shows up to the stadium. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, but dude, the tank. Like, if you say Cena, Rusev, WrestleMania play button, mm-hmm. I think the tank. That, Me it too. Was, Me it too. just became such a huge part of this match. Mm-hmm. That's how you know WWE's doing it right, man. It's a fucking spectacle, and they got a goddamn tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite part of it was that they booed John Cena in a match against the Russian Menace. What the fuck? You'd think this was Chicago. <laughs> You'd think they would finally cheer John Cena. Nope. Fuck <laughs> nope. John Cena. Like, of like all the f- of his mega matches in WrestleMania, he finally gets one where he could represent America. And yeah. they're booing yeah. him. And he's fucking booed. <laughs> um, early on, um, Cena takes a suplex onto his hip really hard. It was a bad landing. Rusev gets up and starts waving that Russian flag at a huge pop from the crowd in Santa Clara. Yep. Yep. Um, Cena hits the three moves of doom and the crowd hates it. Like this was like the peak of the fucking Cena hate, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, because that it had really run its course up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, the crowd is just fucking no more Cena. Right. No more. Now, just- here's the thing is like we haven't got to the finish of the match yet. I think Cena really redefined himself. Not only in this match, but with that, t- with the title run. Okay. I-, I honestly think that he reinvented himself. So I think this the crowd's doing the open challenge, right? Yes, he started. It yeah. was literally the very next night he did that open right. challenge. I yeah. don't remember who came out. I've been Sheamus came out the next night. I don't really remember because I I kind of remember Sheamus coming back I, out the next she, night. Shame. That's when he showed up with with the, with the "You Look Stupid" chant. The, yeah, because he had the mohawk from the British crowd. It, from the yes. Yeah, they started so much. Is that Mohawk and the uh, they got they the got beads in his beards? Yes, they did. Yeah, yes, they um, did. But yeah, yeah, the crowd fucking hated Cena in this match. They hated him. Um, he hits a top leg, uh, top rope uh, leg drop. It's like a rocker it, drop. 
Yeah, or, rocker drop from the top rope. Yeah. And we get Let's Go Lana chants. Yeah. <laughs> He's working his <laughs> ass was, off. And the crowd's chanting Let's Go Lana. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's being very insensitive. Um, so he ends up getting Rusev in an STF and Lana throws a shoe. What the fuck was that? Who throws a shoe? Who the- <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Honestly. <laughs> you fight like a woman. Uh, well done. But, but nothing happened as a result of her throwing the shoe. And I was like, I, f- I think she missed. Maybe she was supposed to throw the shoe during a different spot. Like she got, she lost her place in the match, I think. Was that like somebody throwing in a towel? But she tossed in her fucking shoe. Like I couldn't no, figure that out. She was trying to distract somebody. It's just I don't know who. Unless it did she nothing. Was, unless she was trying to hit Cena in the head, yeah, so he could release just, the hold. But everyone just kind of no sold the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the referee like kicked it out of the ring. It was like, just a really the, bad throw. <laughs> right. Like nothing happened as a result of this shoe throwing. It was almost like she lost a dare, and they're like, now you have to just throw your shoe randomly during the match. Yeah, or like, yeah, or uh, like I sent her some money on Venmo and she had to take her shoes off. <laughs> Somebody at ringside slipped her 200 bucks. Show yeah. your feet. It was really bizarre. Yeah, no, it was totally fucking bizarre, dude. I didn't understand that spot. I kind of chuckled. Like, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yes, not long after that is when Cena hits the springboard stunner, which was cool because um, suddenly he has a sixth move of doom. A sixth move of doom. Yeah, and that yeah. was a cool, like, that was the first time he had thrown that move, and it was like, oh, shit, he pulled that out of his bag at WrestleMania. That's ballsy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he goes to an ST- STFU. Um, he gets backed up into the rope. Lana's on the apron. Rusev charges at Cena. Misses. He hits Lana. Cena hits a, uh attitude adjustment. One, two, three. Yeah, it, it, it served was, its purpose. Rusev's first It loss. was a pretty basic, it, it felt like a Pat Patterson finish. It did, and as Adam just said, Rusev's first loss, so that's a Rusev's big deal. Rusev's first loss. It was. It wasn't. I kind of thought it shouldn't have been Rusev's first loss. Maybe even have it like be a Lana's shoe gets him DQ'd or something like that. I didn't think Rusev should lose his first match because he hadn't been there that long. He'd been there like six, seven months. Well, so this could be two WrestleManias in a row where you could argue the outcome of Cena's match that maybe right, he shouldn't have won. Like he really kind of stunted the growth of those mm-hmm. performers. Yeah, you're right. In Bray at 30... And now at 31, or play button with Rusev. Yeah, maybe Rusev could have gotten like a better. Um, he did hit a Machka kick, but the Machka kick wasn't his finisher at that point. Right. Um, he got Rus. He got Cena in a uh, accolade. Yes. So there were some parts, but you know, submissions don't go over that well as like a near fall, as like a, a big move and a uh, hard two count. So I thought Rusev could have looked a little better. I didn't think. I don't think Cena buried him or anything like that. I just don't. I think it could have just been better. It so, wasn't bad. It could have been better. Who do you think would have benefited more, Brock from beating Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania 30 or Rusev getting a tap-out submission on Cena at 31? Oh, Rusev from this. Brock was a fucking made man. Brock, that's that was my biggest issue with Brock beating Taker, yeah. was Brock didn't need it. He Brock didn't need was that as, win. Brock was believable to beat anyone at any time besides that match. Yep. So he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have won that match. He didn't need to win that. Rusev could have benefited hugely from this. Also, if you had prolonged Undertaker's loss by one year, you have Bray beat him. Now you've got two guys that you've just made into fucking megastars with Rusev and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania play button. Would have made way more sense. Absolutely. Dude, you've got two agree. guys that are going to be at the top of the card for the next 10 years easy. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But and, alas, and, nope. And now they're both gone. Rusev's in fucking uh, AW. Not... 
ever there. I guess he's hurt or something. And just um, got a contract extension. He just got an extension. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what the fuck Bray's up to. Uh, signing autographs, probably fixing the, fixing his dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, something. Hanging out with but his sister a, Abigail. It was a good match. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Shit. It, Overall, it was a good match. Um, I thought it was actually placed well on the card. I just wish Rusev could have gotten a little... Convinced me he was going to win, you know, once or twice. Or um, even if there had been a fluky finish where, like, Lana had accidentally re- uh, distracted the ref and Cena was tapping to the accolade. Like, that yeah. could have done more for Rusev in the match. No, it, yeah, and then and then Cena could get his win at Backlash or whatever the next pay-per-view is. Or no, even Something if like Cena go- goes on to win, like, Rusev has a gripe that, like, you tapped to my finish. Right, the referee right. just missed it. Like, that's a fluky win for Cena. That builds up the next couple of pay-per-views for Rusev and Cena, <coughs> excuse me, again to continue the feud. Right, yeah. There's nothing bad about it. It just could have been better. Way better, if that, yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, but I just think that yeah. this WrestleMania could have made two big stars, and they just, they, they missed. They missed the yeah, mark. They did, yeah. Um, Cena got a kiss from Arnold Scollin's wife after the match. And uh, my favorite part of the match overall was uh, Barefoot Lana. Yes, I agree. And um, I like that she did the walk of shame to the back after the match barefoot. That was great. <laughs> that was kind of funny. You know I mean? she, she looked like she'd been out all night and took her shoes off. Yeah. Well, I mean, she'd gotten banged in a tank. I don't know how I'd feel after that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well if, if... Never mind. Go, go ahead, Adam. <laughs> uh, then uh, after that... Tell me after th- the show. <laughs> They yeah. announced that the following year's Mania is going to be at AT&T Stadium, which, as of this recording, will be there in a few weeks. Yay. Yep. Yay, Dallas. And then there's going to be re- there's reaction from the pre-show panel. Renee, uh, Byron Saxon, Corey Graves, and Booker T with their Mountain Dews in hand. <laughs> and then we... Yeah, I, have, I have nothing to add to that. Then we move on. Uh, then it's Stephanie and Triple H uh, bragging. Literally coming out to take a shit on the crowd. Which normally I love. And then, and this is in when it was the show? authority, right? Um, I love the authority. It was one of my favorite things in the last probably 10 years. It was great. Um, I always love looking at Stephanie. And I especially love looking at her when she's being a bitch because that's when she's at her hottest. That's when God, she's, Stephanie's gorgeous, right. dude. Right? She's so like, yeah, she really is. Like after after Invasion, when she became uh, SmackDown GM, from that point on, she's feisty. She really is. Yeah, and she's just, she's a great heel. When yeah, she's yeah. like everything. Not quite- be- everything before that, if she was trying to be evil, she also looked kind of cute. But yes. after this, she get that look on her face. You're right. After that, mm-hmm. let's fucking go. Yeah. So the Rock comes out to interrupt him. Um, I loved when the Rock put over being an East Bay boy. East because, Bay boy. Because yep. we are all East Bay boys. Yep. Dr- drunk fact: The Rock and I were born in the same hospital. I've probably mentioned this before. Um, I found that out. I told my mom, and she was like, "Oh, was his doctor?" Dr. fucking Mangala or whatever. I was like, I don't fucking know who the doctor was. How the fuck would I know that? There's no you should tweet in the same him, hospital. Dude. You should tweet yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Was your doctor fucking Dr. Feelgood? <laughs> so Dr. Mangala or Dr. Feelgood in Hayward, if you're listening to this. If, you, if you're listening, let us know if you burst the if rock. You, if you help deliver a rock, not a kidney <laughs> stone, but a fucking rock. <laughs> um, this was the, to me, this was the worst part of the show. It went way too long. Now, I so remember. Fu- 
Yeah, I remember watching this. Obviously, we were there live. And I right. loved it. I thought it was great because The Rock came out. There were shenanigans a little bit later that we'll get into. Watching mm-hmm. it now, it went on way too far. I'm like, this could have been another match. Right. You could have taken two more guys or four more guys or two more ladies or four more ladies and showcased them on this. You could have done your Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yes, exactly. Or have yeah. the tag team match from the pre-show. You could have done that in this spot. It just went on way too long, dude. It, it yeah. It, so it's not like, a good story, but eh. the same so content where, that Rock and Triple H would have back in the day just got extended be, with so many pauses. Don't get yeah. me wrong; so, it's still entertaining to see the Rock, but yeah. So pace was basically, off. Steph talks shit, makes the Rock feel bad. The Rock's gonna leave. Rousey's ringside. He's like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna get her in the ring, and then I'm gonna feel manly." They end up, she, he fucking, he beats up Triple H or she does. I don't even remember now. He beats up Triple H. Yes. Rousey fucking hip tosses Steph. Yeah. Like grabs her arm and like, is like, I'm going to snap it. And then just fucking right. hip tosses her. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And uh, Triple H took a great beating. That guy could take a fucking killer beating when he needed to. Um, how long do you think this was? Just guess. Like minutes. I'm going to guess this was like 15 minutes. So, uh, 17 or 18. This was, tw- I timed it. 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Fucking A. Dude, that's Ronda, a match. Ronda Rousey didn't get involved until minute 16. Fuck. Yeah, that's how much time they fucking wasted with this. And that's why I was saying, like, you're right. This could have been another match. This could have been like Seamus could have had a fucking match. Yep. yep. You know? You could have brought him Something back like and that would have been a big deal. Right. You could have done anything but this and it would have been cool. Yeah, exactly. At, exactly. Adam, but where'd you go? The funny part right about. Here. Okay. Oh, Adam's still with us? Okay. The funny part about this is the the live crowd. I think saw the round Ronda Rousey thing coming from a mile away because you could see her. She was right there, but yeah. with the camera, the way that they did it was okay. The Rock's walking around ringside, and then it panned over, and Ronda Rousey's right there. That was something that you got at home that the live crowd didn't get because right, we saw right. it coming. As soon as almost the Rock came out, you're like, "Well, fuck." Yeah, of yeah, course, totally. Ronda's going to get involved. But the way the camera yeah. did it, it was pretty cool for the people at home. Right. Right. Yeah, it was cool. It was just, it was too long. They could have cut the time long. in half. Could have, they could have, it, it shouldn't have gone more than t- like 10 minutes. No, dude, that whole bit with fucking Hassan and Hogan at 21. Right. There's no way that went 20 something minutes. And that did oh. an effective job of being like a time filler, giving the mm-hmm. crowd their feel good, rah, rah moment. Right. Dude, they could have mimicked something like that. I don't think Stone Cold, The Rock and Hogan at 30 went 24 minutes. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't I'd think have so. to go back and watch, but I doubt it. That's when we got a review eventually. So do you think that this foursome in the ring was supposed to be what happened at 34? And The Rock just didn't sign on for it, so they put Kurt Angle in that spot instead? I don't know, because there was the whole thing with Rock, Taurus Pack at 29, and uh, shut down the movie, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of, I sort of doubt it. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. I, or this I would, was just like Ronda's introduction to the live crowd to see how it got over. You have the rock giving her the rub. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next match. Um, I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna pee. We're gonna pause. I'll be back. Also, Adam, I, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a two-parter because we've still got two matches left, and like Eddie and I are gonna go long on the main event. All right. Well, this is definitely gonna be a two-parter. And we shall find out in the week that this is released. Yeah, and Eddie's uh, going to piss at least two more times. 
At least. He has the bladder of a two-year-old. Like, one in the restroom, the second one out of excitement of the main event that uh, we're going to talk about. Adam, we should buy him diapers. Just that he can use for recordings. He can't use pee bags in the house anymore. But we should buy him fucking Depends, dude. Remember that one sketch on Saturday Night Live? It's called Oops, I Crap My Pants. That's industrial (laughs) shit right there. I mean, that carried all of that stuff. Nothing could escape that. If he shits himself, I'm never going to podcast with him again. But it would be acceptable for him to pee into a diaper during recording. That way he doesn't have to get up anymore. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Adam and I are going to buy you diapers. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like Richard Christie. Right, man diapers so that you can sit through an entire recording and not have to get up to go to the bathroom. That's not a bad idea, actually. We re- basically, that was the entire riff while you were out peeing. Yeah. All right. Just Granted, talking about you finished how quickly, you were but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next match is Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. So word on the street was Bray had an injured ankle going into this match. He did. I mean, that's what I heard, yeah. Is, is that a fact? I don't know that for sure because I didn't really see... The presence of an injury during the match, I didn't notice him favoring it. It was a slow-paced match, but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that he was injured. You know what? When I watched the match, I forgot about that. I forgot about it until right now when you said it. Um, I would have I, to go back and watch it. But if you didn't see anything that would lead yeah. you to think that, maybe it's not true. Yeah, I was specifically looking for it because it was on the dirt sheets earlier that day that I guess during a, a run-through, right. he had fucked up his ankle. I didn't yeah. notice the presence of like a taped up ankle, like heavily taped up, no brace from what I well, could see. He, well, he wore long pants. You wouldn't see it. Well, right. But I mean, there was no bulk down there. Like he, like evidence of oh, like okay. a brace or like heavy tape around his ankle or something. Like I didn't right. see extra girth around the ankle. So that's why I was like, I didn't notice him limping around. I mean, maybe he just had a cortisone shot and fought through that shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that was word on the street before the match. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard too. I, me- I remember hearing before it that, that, uh, that was the situation. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool entrance for Bray. It was a cool entrance. It had, uh, he had, so at this point, it's starting to get dark. Yes. This is where you notice, um, okay, yeah, it's starting to get a little bit dark outside. And I also wondered, did they time the matches to where, because it would have looked weird if, because, so the way the sun sets at Levi Stadium is like a shadow comes across the stadium from like side to side, not from the end zone to the end zone, but from the yeah. side, I don't know what you call that. And thank God sideline. we got shade early. Right, we did, yeah. Um, but it would have looked really weird if the shadow was like mid-ramp um, during yeah. someone's entrance. Yes. So I was like, I wonder if they timed that out. They, I bet they did to make sure that like someone wasn't half-lit during an, an entrance. Yeah, but, when um, it comes to the entrances, I don't think that they like – they don't half-ass anything. Like everything is very planned out. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, but it was cool. He had the, the cool scarecrows, and I was like, I bet those scarecrows are like um, Sami Zayn – and like Adrian Neville and Solomon Crow, <laughs> Kevin right? Owens, Kevin Owens, yeah. yeah. Um, was Kevin Owens is no Scarecrows are way too skinny to be Kevin Owens. <laughs> Will you stop? Like Charlotte is a Scarecrow. You leave Joe's stomach um, alone. <laughs> it was Hideo Itami. Uh, but it was really cool. Um, they get in there right away. They get into a brawl in the corner. Undertaker immediately goes for old school. Yep, and got a you still got a chant. Just like the Sting Triple H match, like really yes. early on, they go into that, and this was a cool match um, because we had not seen Undertaker since last year. Yeah, this was his first match back since the streak got broken. B- but it was not just his first match; it was his first time on TV. 
True, yes, did, that's right. If I remember right, he accepted Bray's challenge like through a video, but you hadn't actually seen him. Right. So it was right. kind of cool. And it was like, I remember going into it, I was like, is he going to show up? Is this going to be some weird swerve? I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it was cool. Uh, Bray goes into a splashing in the corner early on. Of course, he doesn't get it. Um, he's being really creepy. He's like sitting there watching Undertaker. Did you notice um, the announcers also sounded very somber while talking about yeah, this match? They did. They did. They yeah. They turned everything down. Right. Their totally. Was yes. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was um, like and dark times, and they were like winding us down for bed. Right. To get a very somber <laughs> tone. Yeah, it was cool. They they actually did a really good job. I think so. Yeah, it fed it. into the ambiance of the match for sure. Yeah. Um, Bray was selling his leg at one point, and maybe that was legit. Maybe I don't actually know. Yeah. Um. But he took that step, um, but that was oh. because he, t- he had taken that shot into the steps like Mick Foley does. Yes, that was fucking brutal, dude. And yeah. you, it, when you heard about the ankle injury and you see him take that bump, you're like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. And he got snagged into a fucking Hell's Gate right after that. Which yes. He, uh, I think he got his foot on the rope. Yep. Um, yeah, and then he hits a, si- a sister Abigail not long after that. Then he does that creepy fucking... Um, I don't know what they call that, that in yoga, but the, ups- or the upside down yoga thing. Yeah. And that's where Taker does the sit up. And Bray did the greatest. It might have it was one of the best parts of the show for me, where Bray looks completely terrified and he kind of halfway lifts up that one hand, like stay away from me. <laughs> and then he and then he falls over out of that yoga pose because yeah. he can't hold it with one hand. And I was like, I was just convinced. You know what I mean? He's so good as a character. He's such a great. Um, maybe he's not going to be, maybe he's not going to AEW. Maybe he's going to fucking Hollywood because he was so good at his, his facials and the character work. It was incredible. And I was like, man, he's legit scared of Undertaker. Like I bought into the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yep. And then to go into the finish, he goes for his sister, Abigail Undertaker hits a tombstone. One, two, three. Yeah. But Bray had kicked out of a tombstone earlier in the match. He did. That's true. He did kick out of a tombstone earlier in the match. Undertaker looked um, all confused, like he had that this guy should have been done. Look on his face, like it, right. it was good. Like they both, like facially, really sold for each other. Like scared and shocked, and uh, it told a good story. Actually, I've never seen Undertaker sell more in a match than this one. Yeah, and I think that was because he was coming off that loss. Like now he was, like now you know he's vulnerable. vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like, shit, he could lose. Like, he was on his back a lot, which Undertaker is rarely on his back. You know, stuff like that. Um, like, he looked like he was getting his ass kicked in a way I've never seen before. Right. I don't think. Which was cool. It was a really cool really cool way to come out of the loss the, the previous year. Yeah, I just, I really think that they could have built two megastars out of this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And they missed the mark. And young guys, too. I mean, yeah. Bray had only been at one WrestleMania. This was Rusev's first. Right. You've got guys that have their entire careers ahead of them, and they you can make them years. megastars right now. Yeah, yeah. You beat the right. two biggest icons the company has, fucking Undertaker and John Cena. Mm-hmm. I just, man, you see the missed marks sometimes, and you're like, God damn it, you had a chance. Right. And like yeah. you said, neither guy's in the company anymore, so mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe WWE was right in the long run, but I think those guys are still money. I do, too. I did too. They're great. Well, you hated The Fiend, but then you watch him as just Bray Wyatt. Oh, The Fiend fucking sucked, dude. Yeah, you hated The Fiend. The I, swamp, I, swamp trash. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. That match was garbage. garbage. But Bray was fucking great. Yes, I agree with you, dude. I thought Bray had everything going for him. Thought Rusev did too. And uh, yeah. I, WWE didn't see it. But you know what? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bray ends up back with WWE at some point. If he's not going no, to Hollywood, got- it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up back under Vince. Yeah, I could see that. I, I totally that. could. Yeah. The Let's see. Yeah, nothing else takes place. The following is the main event of the match featuring the Royal Rumble winner. This is for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns, Royal Rumble winner versus the champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Is this the last time Roman did his crowd walk? I think it it should have been. Mm, I don't think so cuz no, I think he did it until he left. Um, before 36, didn't he? Or am I, I wrong? Until I, he turned heel. I thought he did it until he turned heel. Really? I remember I mean, him coming out from the back. Like just a regular You're, stage entrance. I thought this was the last of his walk through the crowd. It might be. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Dude, he had people um, like fucking shoving his head. Security were jumping to people in the stands because of that shit. Like... They oh yeah, he's even in, even in this oh, yeah, one. He's, as soon as camera cut to him, stiff shoved to somebody. Yeah, he's yes. got the Santa Clara police surrounding him, who are the luckiest police ever because Roman is just so dreamy. <laughs> with his blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I had that note in there. Weird thing with the blue eyes. I forgot about his fucking weird ass blue eyes. Speaking um, of his eyes. Yes. You know, we talked about Randy Orton, and he's just got that look. He comes out and he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's got that confidence. Mm-hmm. You looked at Roman. He looked, I don't want to say scared. He looked almost out of his element. He did yeah. not look confident. He did not have the look of a guy that was like, fuck yeah, I'm in the main event. I'm going to kill this. That's Win true. or lose, he, this is my moment. He didn't have that yeah. look. Well, and that was the whole rap before this match where everyone was like, Roman's not ready for this. He's not ready to be in the main event. He's not ready to be champion. Look blah, at his blah, face. Blah. That told you everything you needed to know. You go back and why, and I never noticed it before, dude. This yeah. is one of our drunken playlist matches. For those of it you is. keeping score at home, if you want to create your own, it's this. It's uh, <laughs> Awesome Tanaka. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be New Jack and Vic Grimes at some point as well. But this Couple is Couple def- TLC matches. Yes, but this is definitely on that list of drunken playlist. I've never, as many times as we've sat and watched this match in awe, I've never noticed the look on Roman's face. He's not ready. You can see it in his eyes. He was not ready. This moment was too big for him. Now, I don't want to take anything away from his performance because, look, honestly, Roman fucking killed it in this match. Oh, my God, did he? Yeah. Yes. So I don't want to sell his performance short. But coming out, I don't know if it was just the moment was overwhelming for him. He did not have a look of confidence on his face at all. Yeah. You're right. I, I agree. And I, I don't think those weird blue eyes help. Because <laughs> you just look into them and you get lost. Yeah, it's like the first time I heard the Beatles. <laughs> Good build of uh, sentiment in the video package. It was the, like the first time I saw John Holmes' dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked into um, its one eye. Um, I did not notice until right now, and I forgot to mention earlier, it was weird to see Brandy Rhodes uh, introducing matches. Yes, you're but right. But Lillian, Lillian introduced this match, and if you go back and watch, I don't know if you noticed, she was dressed like Vance White at four. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, she was. She was in like a similar dress. like same Some colors. guy named Vance White. Some guy named Vance White, yeah. Um, so the match starts, dude. Brock picks Roman up like he's nothing and slams him into the tur- uh, turnbuckle. Dude, this Hits was like a meeting of two He's bulls. the aggressor. He hits a fucking German and an F5. This is 10 seconds into the match. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't even up. go for a pin. 
and his face is busted open immediately. Roman's and I was like, gear. dude, I was like, yeah, he like that was a legit. He got fucked up off of Roman, either it's just a wild punch or off of his gear. It was his like, gear. Yeah. Okay. Immediately he's bleeding from his cheek, which you never see people bleed from their cheek. Like less than 30 seconds into the match, there's a finisher, a fucking German suplex, and blood. And blood. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this match already fucking rules. Yeah, match of the year, right here. Yeah, and I remember going into it, I, was, I wasn't really excited about it. I was like, eh, fuck Brock. And I was like, I was a big Roman fan when nobody else was, but I was yes. like, eh, I don't know how good it's going to be. It fucking ruled. This, the, um, the crowd wasn't expecting anything out of this match. They fucking hated Roman. They didn't feel yeah. that he deserved a spot. You can hear it when he comes out. It's an yeah. overwhelming chorus of boos, and Brock gets a hero's welcome. The crowd was shitting all over Roman. Nobody expected anything out of him. And this isn't long after he won the Rumble when they sent The Rock out to fucking help him get cheered and they yes. booed the fucking rock. Yeah. It was Philly, it was Philly to be fair. And Ooh, Philly right. booed Santa. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so the crowd's on fire. Brock takes uh, a couple clotheslines, no sells them, and he hits suplex number three. Yep. And I was like, I think this is the first time they counted the suplexes, if I remember right. Isn't uh, I think this you're is right. where Suplex City is established, right? Correct. Yeah, so a minute yeah. later is when Brock yells, Suplex City, bitch. And it was great the way the camera was right on him when he said it. They picked up the audio, mm -hmm. and the timing. announcers picked up on it, but they didn't repeat the bitch part. But every that's yeah. when it became fucking a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and Roman is smiling at Brock, and I was like, that's not exactly how you get... That's not how you win the crowd over. <laughs> right. Right. That's that's not how you get sympathy from the crowd as a baby face. You the announcers smile. ate it up. They're like, oh, it's that Samoan pride and blah, 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 blah. But the crowd's like, fuck you, dude. Right, right. Exactly. That's like the Sacramento um, Kings being down 30 against the Warriors and then going, oh, they've fallen right into our trap. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. Sports. <laughs> um, so Brock's just toying with Roman. He hit suplex five and six, and then his lip is busted open from a punch from Roman. Yeah, and Roman's getting his ass beat, and the crowd's chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roman gets on the apron, and uh, Brock shoots him into the barricade hard. And then he goes for it again, and that's when Roman moves. And he fucking, what's he do? He, he uh, Brock goes through the ropes. Somehow Brock ends up head first through the ropes, and Roman starts kicking him in the face. Yes. And they're hard, stiff fucking punches. I'm like, or kicks. I'm like, dude, he is legit. Like, these guys were le legit beating the sh fucking shit out of each other. You know what's funny is I was talking to Adam while you were off taking one of your pisses. Mm. And we brought up that Braun Strowman versus Brock match where Braun hit uh, Brock with a knee. Right, right. I think Roman's knee that he hit Brock with in this spot you're talking about was harder than what Braun hit him with. And dude, sure as shit, fucking Brock immediately gives Roman his receipt. Right, he, yeah, bro, yeah. he grabs Roman's leg and hits him with the stiffest clothesline you've ever seen, drops him all the way to the floor Fucking off the apron. Fucking dropped him to the floor, dude. It was incredible, dude. It was, it was great. Yeah, and I was like, and when Roman was kicking him in the mouth, I was like, dude, he's fucking Brock up. And I was like, that's probably why Brock's teeth look like, like taquitos <laughs> from this fucking match. <laughs> and you could have gotten some of those taquitos at Iguana's Burrito Zilla. Short walk from, <laughs> from Levi Stadium. Um, Brock hits Roman with the belly to belly into the ring, and it's just like that's how strong Brock is. He has no leverage. Yeah, what is you Roman know, just, like? Fucking six five, six seven. Yeah, like, he's got to be like two sixty or so. He just fucking hugs him right over ring. his head. Yeah, um, and he hits an F four, but he doesn't pin him. An F four. He just all right. F four, F five. Sorry. Yeah, it, it could have been an F five. It just wasn't as good, so we downgraded it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's an F four. It's kind of a shitty F five. Right. Um, 
That and he was more like slapping Suplex him. Town instead of Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> Suplex Village, bitch. <laughs> um, and he's hitting Roman Clip for the smacking intro. him in the face, dude. Just like holding him by his head and smacking him in his face. And I'm like, it's like David Schultz, dude. It's like, that's an open hand slap, son. <laughs> Roman's lip is busted open. He's smiling. And then we get suplex 10 and another F5 and Roman kicks out again. So let me stop you right there. That's three F5s. Yes. Roman kicked out. Yes. The previous year's WrestleMania, The Undertaker took three F5s. Yes. And lost the streak. Yeah. When Roman kicks out of F5 number three, those announcers should be losing their fucking minds because nobody has ever kicked out of three F5s before, including the guy with a 21-0 streak the year before. Major dropping the ball, right? Fucking huge drop in the ball. Dude, when I went back and watched it, I'm like, why aren't they talking about The Undertaker here? Mm-hmm. Like, there, mm-hmm. there is a clear comparison to the year before. Yeah. And you could build Roman up just by saying the name The Undertaker. And you're making Roman look stronger than him. Like, you're building him up with doing that. Not a fucking word. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's... Big fuck up. Huge. Huge. A huge yeah. missed opportunity, I thought. Yeah. Jim Ross um, would have done it. Oh, totally. Yeah, he would have had notes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. They end up outside the ring. Roman reverses a shot into the post, and Brock hits the post head first. Clean. Yes. He's turning point of the s- match. It is turning point of the match, and within a second, he's covered in blood. I watched this so many times looking for Brock blading. Brock didn't fucking blade, dude. He just took it head first hard way, right? And I don't know if he meant to take it head first hard way to get busted open. I don't know if he just, you know, fucked up and hit his head and got busted open. But And it was like a big thing. I remember on social media, there was a big thing. Oh, Roman bladed, and they ha- or Brock bladed, and you they had no blood roll. Possibly. I didn't see it. Dude, and the company put out a statement at that point, and they were like, no, 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 no. He didn't blade. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, mm-hmm. You guys just shut up. Yeah, you know? stop it. Um, they get back in. Superman punch. Brock is up, but he's fucked up. Roman hits another one. He goes down to one knee by the ropes. Takes a third one, and he finally goes down. So we're like eight, ten minutes into the match, and Brock finally goes down to his back. Yep. Um, so three Roman Superman hits, punches. This is Roman's biggest offensive inter- opportunity. Yeah, because yeah. he's been fucking getting his ass kicked the whole time. He hits a spear. He hits a second spear. Gets a two count. Um, he goes crowd for another s- because Brock crowd kicked popped. out. He goes for another Superman punch, and Brock catches him in an F five. But Brock's fucked up, and he can't pin him. And then what happens? It- what the hell? It's Seth Rollins. Dude, we went fucking crazy during this part when we I, the show. I was like a little six-year-old kid on Christmas morning, fucking jumping up and down, losing dude, my our, mind. There might have been tears. We had arms around each other like Marks. We were fucking hugging, dude. Like, I'm yeah. hugging you. I'm hugging Jeff. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Just, From that point on, nobody sat down. Just like no. when uh, at Double or no- when you were watching Double or Nothing, you j- you jumped up when uh, Mox came out. Wrestling! Wrestling! That's what I picture you guys doing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. This is like right there. This is the top two or three thing ever that I've been at, at seeing live. Yeah, I totally agree inc- with you, dude. Incredible, incredible. Um, he gets in there. He kicks Roman right out of the ring. Curb stomps Brock. Um, goes for a second one. Gets caught. Roman gets in. He goes to spear Brock. Um, or he hits, he, he, he does spear Brock. Brock rolls out, takes a curb stomp from Rollins. 
one, two, three, Rollins is the new champion. And it's the best reaction I've ever seen. Like, a, <laughs> you know, one, you know what I mean? Like, as far as the way the crowd went crazy, I've never seen anything like that ever. No. And Seth's a heel. Let's point that Seth's out. A Seth's heel. a fucking Seth's heel. A, Seth's a heel. Right. Yeah. It's right. not we were, like... They were, they were booing the fucking shit out of them three hours before this. Yes. It's not like the biggest face in the company came out and fucking got a pin. No, no, no. The fucking, one of the biggest heels in the company came out mm-hmm. and got the pin Fucks and became over champion. over the main event of Mania. Yes. He doesn't, yes. he doesn't yeah. ambush an individual. He fucks up two people. He was the guy that ruined the shield, which was the best thing they'd done in 15 years. Yep. And they fucking loved it. It was awesome. Yes. So yeah. I just, I, look, I'm going to put over WWE huge right now. You can say yeah. what you will about their current product. I've said plenty about it. Mm-hmm. This bit of booking by the WWE was perfect. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it other than perfect. You had yeah. a face that the crowd was not taking to. They hated his guts. You had one of the biggest heels in the company and Brock Lesnar. Who do you have come out of this with a win? You don't want to send the crowd home unhappy. Right. Right? Because either way you go with a winner, crowd's probably going to leave upset. As long as I've known this result, I've never thought of that. That's right. And Mm -hmm. by them calling an audible and having Seth get involved... It's the most perfect decision that they could have made. And you think of all the directions they could have gone by having Seth cash in that money of the bank yeah. at some other point in the year, the year before, that year. Him holding it until that moment created a perfect booking situation. And to WWE's credit, they capitalized on it. There was no better way to end this show. I have no other words for this booking, but absolutely perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You're totally right. Um, it was, yeah, it's the best ending for a WrestleMania ever. I think a lot of people would say like the stone cold turning on the, on, um, the fans at 17 was the best one, but I don't actually think so because nobody, nobody liked him as a heel anyway. No. Who walked away from that? Like exhilarated. Yeah. I mean, it was shocking, but it wasn't exactly good. You know? Yeah. You weren't Um, exactly cheering for it. Like, fuck yeah. He's aligned with Vince now. Like. No, you walked out of fucking Levi Stadium going, fuck yeah, Seth is champion. This is incredible. New blood. Yeah. New it blood. It was great. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yes, yeah, so I love this fucking match. I still got, I, I've seen it probably 20 fucking times. It's been, how many years do you say it was? Seven years? God, it's been seven um, years. Yeah, I still dude, get Mark I, Bumps talking about I, it. I was just going to say that I got Mark Bumps watching it, and that was just a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I love this match. And I actually forgot how much I liked it. And it was, dude, it might be a top five match of mine of all time. It's so fun to watch because two big, bad motherfuckers legit beating the shit out of each other. Yes. Uh, 100%. um, Yeah. And uh, drunk fact, Roman's dad was in the front row. And the word on the street was he was legit pissed when Roman didn't win. Yeah. That's what I had heard too. Yeah. It had to be like, like, like had to be taken out of there. Yeah. Like like he was causing a ruckus. Right, like he was like, hey, I used to start riots at the Cow Palace 40 years ago. What's one more? <laughs> Get your Molotov cocktails. We're going to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I love this show. I never noticed till this time when I watched it how little wrestling there was, if you go by minute by minute. Yeah. So, okay, I got the time on it. The show on Peacock is three hours, 59 minutes, and 44 seconds. How much wrestling bell to bell do you think there was? Mm-hmm. 43. Hour 45. I'll say 043. I'm going hour 45. 
there was 108 minutes and 45 seconds of wrestling. Oh, never mind. So, that'd be, yeah, you're you're pretty close, Scott. That would have been like an hour and 48. Okay. Um, and I never realized there was so little wrestling on a four-hour show, and I never felt like it. You know what I mean? I was never like, oh, dude, there's too much fucking around. It, may, you know, it never also makes sense. It never felt that way. You're close yeah, I just kind of noticed yeah. it. You're close to you know? four hours, and it, like, it really felt like this is a nice full show. It's not overpacked with anything, but then you realize, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was just. I just found that interesting that less than fifty percent of the show was bell to bell wrestling. Um, the Rock thing was eight minutes longer than the main event. <laughs> Again, way too long. Right. And um, last little uh, tidbit is um, it was so good that even Meltzer said it was good. And wow. I think, in my opinion, this was the last really, really good WrestleMania. Mm. Like, I don't think any of them. 34 was pretty good. 34 was cool. I really enjoyed 34 a lot. Yeah, but as far as just being really fucking Because good, I was like, there? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> as far as, like, every match being good, I but, think this is the last one. Yeah, because at the end of 34, you have... Roman versus Brock. No Seth to save you at the end. Nobody gave a shit about that match. Yeah. Half the people left to fucking go to Bourbon Street. I mean, yeah, exactly. Beach ball. Like, beach, ball beach ball mania. Nobody's drunk anymore. Everyone's hung over. I mean, yeah. I still yeah. had fun there, but I was noticing huh, the the yeah, pop there was, there was, for, the pops for this match just aren't there. There was no filler on the show, but the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Was mm. nothing but filler. I th- you know what mm. I mean? Good point. I think yeah. that's when I recheesed my nachos. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, we also, are two minutes. Oh, go ahead. Also, uh, when as Seth is dashing out, let's unpack this. Okay. Uh, he is soaking wet. Yeah. Uh, coming out. Uh, he had the second match of the night. Triple H versus Sting was the third match of the night. Triple H shows up before this, or a few. Two segments before this, he's cleaned up and in a suit. So, what the fuck was Seth doing in the back? Was he like just angrily pacing <laughs> or something? Or he was just in the shower the whole time, in in the shower doing that like dramatic pose. Like oh, I need to do. I I also have a thing. He was in the shower with Becky. Lucky, damn, that's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, but also. I kind of have a theory that maybe somebody dared him to like run to Great America, ride Logger's Run, and then dash back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! It, it was just really interesting to notice because, like, he—it's like he literally just came out of a match. He he wrestled like three fucking hours ago, so it was Fuck. it was interesting. But well, I've raised some points that WWE could have built two stars in Rusev and Bray Wyatt, but I will say. Brock was pretty much bulletproof at this WrestleMania because of mm-hmm. his previous year's performance. Win, lose, or draw at this WrestleMania, it didn't matter for Brock. He was like, you, you said, Eddie, you said he's a made man. That's, that's fact. Right. Roman, as much as I said about him not looking ready for the moment before the match, mm-hmm. fucking killed it and put over his buddy Seth on this one. Roman and, became a star. And, 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 and Rollins, they also made a star. Rollins also became a star in this because obviously the guy coming away with a belt sending the crowd home happy mm-hmm. they did end up creating two stars out of this kudos all around to that main event perfectly totally. booked totally. Totally. in improv there's a saying don't say what you're doing do what you're doing remember when mr kennedy said that he was gonna cash in his money in the bank for mania 
but then he couldn't because Edge fucking stole it. <laughs> Seth yeah. Rollins did what he was going to do, and it was incredible. Also, I also I also keep saying this because this is in our collective backyard. This is just a few months before I knew of Eddie and Scott and yeah. god damn it if True. if I got introduced to them the chances of me being there would have been would have just shot up. Oh, you but, definitely uh, would have been there with us dude for sure. Totally. I mean, you've literally convinced me to to be part of wrestling world so quickly and damn. Missed opportunity, but yep. but at least so sad. but at least fate has uh, brought us together here. What do you all think of WrestleMania play button? I hope you all start calling it that, but make sure to give uh, Eddie and Scott credit for uh, renaming it that properly. What did you think of this episode? And what did you think of WrestleMania play button? Please let us know on Twitter, at um, Instagram, and TikTok at wrestling underscore drunk. And yeah, I think that takes care of it. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to please stay safe, enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching. We'll see you next time for another great episode. One, two, three, East Bay. Time. Getting, getting, getting. The snow glows wide on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. Kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I am the queen The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I was right Don't let them in, don't let them see Be the good girl you always have to be Concealed or real, don't let them Oh!
hi guys if you like what you hear and see please support me by subscribing sharing buying my music and most of all check out my patreon site I'm dependent on all you guys for keep doing this I love doing it but I have to prioritize to make some money also so please support me if you can if not just enjoy the show see you later